In order to change the world, we must change from within. Aloha, multidimensional friends, shifters, dreamers within this holographic matrix. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. My name is Brendan, aka Mystic Spider-Man, Skull Babylon, Skull the Wolf. And you are joining us for another very important Paradigm Shift Central Synergy Circle. Tonight's topic is going to be on the topic of the global climate crisis and consciousness, something that I'm sure a lot of us have been thinking about. And that's what we want to really be able to do here within these broadcasts is to be able to have conversations relative to what is happening within the collective, things that are important, things that are relative, things that are affecting the world we live in. And also being able to create inspirational discussion to be able to help create awareness about these topics and also to be able to move forward with positive action, hope, and inspiration. So, of course, I am joined here once again by some amazing fellow shifters, some amazing leading members within the Paradigm Shift Central community. So thank you again, fellow leading members. Go ahead and gently unmute your microphone and just make some noise and send some love to all the people who are tuned into this broadcast. So go ahead, just yeah, make yeah, some, yeah, make yeah, some yeah, noise. Yeah, so much awesome beautiful thank you team and again if this is your first time here we'll just do a quick introduction and before we even get rolling for those of you in the youtube chat if you can just drop a quick 11 11 on the chat to make sure that the audio is okay and confirm that things are rolling perfectly and for those of you who may be watching on instagram make sure you go to my instagram story swipe up and tune in there to be able to watch the full broadcast and like I said, if this is your first time here, uh, go ahead and just drop a 222 in the comments for those of you watching this live. And for those of you who may not be entirely familiar, ParadigmShiftCentral.com is a real world project to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness by being able to bring together people who are creating conscious media, who are leading the shift, who are working on themselves, who are building conscious community, who are going out there, who are taking action. And this is about creating space sacred digital space this is a project that serves as a portal to be able to have important discussions that are again going to allow us as consciousness to be able to help continue to see more of ourselves to inspire one another and most importantly to be able to practice talking about these discussions to be able to practice talking about these topics that's kind of one of the main things that we want to be able to remind people here is that this is all just practice and for those of you who are tuning into this on youtube you are a part of the conversation as well so as we get rolling into this very important topic uh please feel free to leave your comments and we'll be keeping an eye on them there to be able to uh mention them on air as well and again for those of you who are watching this on facebook during the live broadcast please feel free to jump over to the youtube at any point so that you can join the discussion in the YouTube chat as well. So we're going to get right into this. And of course, a huge thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping make this broadcast possible and more of the evolution within the project. If you enjoy these broadcasts and you like what we are creating as a community, go ahead and support on Patreon with a monthly micro donation where you can get additional perks and rewards. And you can find that down in the info for this video below. And again, be sure to check out more paradigmshiftcentral.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. You can connect with our community. And yeah, let's get right into this discussion. And we'll probably be going for at least probably 90 minutes, maybe two hours. So before we get into the discussion, I just want to be able to uh, quickly mention who we have here on the broadcast. Again, my name is Brendan, aka Mystic Spider-Man on Instagram, as many of you know me as. We've got Dan. Dan, go ahead and just like wave. We'll just we'll just get everyone to kind of like say hi as we kind of go through this. We've got Ariana. Thank you, Ariana, for joining in. We've got a bunch of familiar faces. So if you guys have been tuning in in the past, you'll recognize a lot of these leading members. We've got Louie. Louie, good to see you here. Welcome back, brother. And we've also got Sam, who is just on audio right now. And Sam's been involved 
involved in the past in Paradigm Shift Central, so I'm excited for him to be able to be joining us here tonight, and he'll be able to introduce uh, a little bit more about what he's been working on in terms of being able to help create uh, sustainable living situations and eco-village type stuff. And of course, we have also got Erica. So Erica, thank you so much, and anybody there, just give a little wave to Erica. Perfect. All right, awesome. So in terms of this topic, the global climate crisis, this is, of course, something that if you're watching this relative to the time that we're recording this broadcast, this is a hot topic. And many of you have probably been paying attention to different posts that people have been sharing. There's a lot of discussion going on, uh, not only just related to the global climate strike, but also to Greta Thunberg and all of the conversations related to just the climate crisis in general, the awareness, the science. And through this discussion, we're going to kind of be, again, just practicing creating space to be able to have these discussions and we're going to be talking about the the main we're going to we're going to kind of break it down into categories in a sense we're going to be talking about what is the issue you know what is the actual issue that we're dealing with here how do we move forward with positive action and hope how does this relate to the bigger shift in consciousness that's a very important theme and something we talk about here in the in in these discussion circles many times before the idea of being able to see this as a catalyst a call to action a call for change and again how do we move forward as leaders within our individual communities and in our everyday life. So before we get into all of the discussion, I actually just want to be able to share a quick update because a big part of for a pretty a big part of my motivation for being able to do this broadcast started a week ago when the global climate strikes began and these are a week-long series of strike which again began by Greta many of you are familiar with we'll get a little bit more of an introduction and that might be something Ariana might be able to tell a little bit more info about and in London Ontario Canada I attended the local global climate strike and this was a uh, specifically the strike uh kind of like with the students at the forefront and this was about being able to get you know the younger generation up on the front lines to be able to have them ha have them help practicing in acts of civil civil disobedience to be able to help practice sharing their voice and also to be able to practice connecting with community and so I am in the process right now of actually editing together a video of the rally of the march where I went around, I interviewed different people, I approached it from my gonzo journalism style. Many of you have seen my rally videos before. And again, I went there with the intention that there was a message. There were, there were many voices here that were worth sharing for throughout many different generations, young and old and everything in between. And that video is in production and stay tuned for that because we're going to be sharing that. But out of that experience, there is a lot of hope. There is a lot of positivity. There is a lot of energy that came out of that experience. And I actually do just want to give a special shout out because we do actually have, uh, to my knowledge, probably more than one, but at least uh, one of the people who I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to interview uh, during the rally, who is actually here with us in the broadcast. So shout out to uh, shout out to Emma. Emma, huge shout out to you because I just want to be able to acknowledge that again, like you being there uh, is super inspirational for everyone to see. For you to be able to be there as part of the youth uh, is a big thing because again there's an important conversation that needs to be have here and it needs to be have with everyone because again this is about the generation that we are creating and this is about the youth of tomorrow as well so again stay tuned for that video that I'm going to be creating and posting in the coming week uh, it's taking me a little bit longer than normal but that's just because there's a lot of good content that I'll be sharing with that and overall just as a quick report there was like 
there was like probably like over like 400 people who came out to that rally and we took up the streets we didn't even plan on marching but we like again just like went down the streets and again for a lot of people they're just like what are these strikes actually accomplishing multiple things again you know they're bringing people together they're creating discussion they're showing governments that we want change they're letting our voice be heard they're helping people practice in acts of civil 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 disobedience and they're just helping educate people as well it's the discussions that continue to come out of that such as this one here and again also being able to focus on the hope where's the hope in this and that was part of the discussion that i was talking to people about and we'll get more a little bit uh, a little bit into that specific topic uh, as we roll through in this broadcast. So again, the global climate strikes, those have been happening all over the world. And at the time of this broadcast, September 26th, there's actually going to be another big, a big, a big strike tomorrow. And this is again, going to be a global thing. I know Greta is going to be in uh, Montreal, Canada. Uh, as well and uh, for any of you in London Ontario Canada meet at City Hall on Friday September 27th at 2 p.m. if you would like to be able to be involved with that strike and again to be able to just experience the energy of it to to essentially you know it's it's a wave of people who show that they care and that's kind of like the big message that is coming through here is that Yes, there is a crisis, but out of this, there are people rising. There are voices coming to the forefront. People are showing that they care, and there's a lot of inspiration that is coming out of this. So I'm going to start passing the talking stick around, and I actually want to be able to pass it over to Ariana, if that's cool with you. Ariana, give me a thumbs up if we can do that. So again, let's just kind of take a step back, and we'll just talk about, you know, like, what is the issue? What is the global climate crisis? And again, there's... There's a lot of people online right now and there's a lot of different opinions. There's a lot of different information that's kind of going around. And even for myself, I admit that there's probably a lot of things that I'm not fully educated on, but that's okay because that was part of the reason why I actually wanted to be able to have this broadcast in the first place because I'm here to be educated as well. I'm here to be able to learn from the other leading members and the people in the chat here as well about this very important topic that, again, affects all of us. And again, focusing on the theme of being able to see this as a catalyst, as a call to action. And I put up a little meme uh, earlier today, and I'll just share that real quick, uh, just as creating a little context, and I will pass it right over to Ariana. And it was kind of like one of those memes where it's like the mind expanding, and it's like in four different groups. And the first one is acknowledging acknowledging that unchecked human behavior has caused excessive amounts of damage on earth's natural on earth's natural systems so like the mind's like starting to activate and that's what people are seeing and then it goes a little bit further and the mind's expanding a little bit more understanding that the current global crisis is also a catalyst for us to change our ways to the better and then it goes into the next one and then it's got like alex gray art and from like the lateralis video from tool so it's like super more like expanding consciousness and it's uh knowing that these events are awakening people worldwide as we remember our shared connection with earth and all beings as unity consciousness and then it goes into the next one and this is actually a picture from cameron gray who's another psychedelic artist and it's got like three people kind of sitting with their like chakras activated and uh it says choosing to rise to the challenge as conscious leaders and moving forward into the next decade with responsibility and love so the one thing that i will just say here in order to be able to like again kind of plant that seed of love one of the people that i was talking to uh this was an elder and they've been in like you know they were involved 
involved in the hippie protest way back in the day and and they had a lot to share a lot to say and you'll see them in the videos my friend Sean Tree and they actually own like an, a, a very beautiful like land sanctuary up in the outside the city and they do ceremonies there they do equinox ceremonies and they do like you know land foraging and just teaching people how to live in harmony and they were saying that again you know like in this situation the the information is actually showing that if we can reduce certain you know carbon footprint emissions and stuff like that by like 45 percent etc etc by 10 years from now like we can we can make this world a better place and so for him he's just like we can be living in a very different and very beautiful world in 10 years and so i think that's kind of like where we can start kind of like aiming our projection to and especially considering we're moving into 2020 right now so it's like okay right like the past 20 years there was a lot of new technologies coming out everything was just kind of like again focusing on the commercialism the greed and and things were just kind of happening but now we've kind of begun to stabilize we've kind of become more aware we've become more uh, there's been a huge shift of awakening again people are realizing that they're they themselves are more than their spiritual they're more than their physical bodies they're spiritual beings are connected with the earth and now this 2020 to 2030 is going to be a very 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 important decade but there's also a lot of hope so for them they were they were very hopeful to see like waves of young people and old people coming out to be able to show that like they care and that they're ready and then and again they're ready to have these conversations so again for everybody here in the chat if you just want to be able to like leave any comments about why this topic is important to you why you're even tuned into this broadcast please feel free to leave those in the youtube chat as we get rolling here and emma thank you for so much for leaving your comments as well emma says there was 350 students and around 150 non-students that's awesome emma and thank you for those stats and uh again the one coming up tomorrow is the intergenerational one as well so we'll be expecting uh, some big numbers with that one as well so with that said we're going to pass the talking stick around and we're going to pass this over to ariana and again ariana you please feel free to briefly introduce yourself and just be like yeah i'm I'm a super awesome energy shaman wizard dream healer and here to help change the world. And yeah, so Ariana, she's been uh, she's been keeping things pretty active by having some important discussions on her Facebook wall. But again, doing a lot of research herself. So Ariana, please share a little bit of your perspective and please feel free to, again, practice educating us, the community, the audience on, again, what is what is the issue? What is the issue that is happening here uh, related to this global climate crisis. So Ariana, passing the talking stick over to you and thank you again for being here. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm Ariana, I am a hypnotherapist, energy healer and meditation teacher. And yeah, I've been having a lot of movement going on in this area. I used to be very politically active and because of starting a business in a conservative town, I've been dealing with a lot of fear about being open, but Greta really gave me an inspiration to just get over that because I've been feeling that, like I need to speak out, I need to speak out. We need to speak out. And seeing her have that courage to get up, it's like, okay, I'm done hiding. You know, we have to show each other how, how to make things better. Because, you know, for so many of us, we aren't seeing that hope yet. And that feeling of apathy, the fear, because the things that are happening, the climate crisis, the numbers show that if we do not do anything, if we don't change anything, things are going to get very, very dangerous very soon. And so it is upon us right now to make these changes. And that's why this is so huge. That's why people are filled with all of these emotions because we need to start now. But there is hope. There are wonderful things that we can do to avert this crisis. But 
I think a lot of the issue is tied to capitalism. We have all of these things that would change the world. We can do, if we covered 9% of the ocean in these seaweed farms, we would basically save the planet, but it's going to cost a couple billion dollars to fund that, which there's lots of people with all that money. So it's a very convoluted issue when it comes to that. So I've been having a lot of discussion with people who, first of all, don't even believe in the crisis. And second of all, don't believe that there's anything we can do. And I, I cannot believe that. I think that we need to try to find solutions. And there are many solutions. So this movement of all of these people coming together to educate each other, to educate everyone, is so vital because there is so much hope. And I'm feeling this like, I'm feeling the hope and I'm feeling the movement and I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, again, I do yeah. want to kind of go around the circle. Oh, I can't just, hear you. Uh, oh, sorry. One second. There we go. Okay. Now you can hear me. Uh, yeah. We'll go around the circle and we'll just kind of get some general ideas about, you know, like what brings people here to this discussion, general thoughts on it and everything like that. And um, yeah. And then we can kind of uh, go into a little bit more uh, detail. Did you want to talk a little bit about uh, just like uh, Greta uh, maybe? And, and again, you know, just let, let's assume that somebody's tuning into this and they, they don't know who she is, or maybe they're like listening to this in the future and they're listening to this as an archive and they're like, tell me, tell me how the shift in consciousness happened or something like that. Yeah. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about Greta and again, and how, how she has inspired millions, including yourself. Yeah, Greta is a 16-year-old Swedish girl who basically is educating. But I think my favorite point about that she's making herself is that, yes, she is the spark, but she doesn't want to be the focus of our attention. She is drawing the focus back to the solutions, back to what we need to do to educate each other. Because there are a lot of people who are seeing her and attacking her and doing this logical fallacy ad hominem attack of attacking her person, attack bullying a 16 year old girl who wants the world to be a better place and focusing on who she is instead of her message, which is we need to look at the science and look at the solutions. But yeah, she has started this movement for herself doing these strikes and it's just taken over the world. And it, it's been amazing to see her speak at the UN, to glare at world leaders and tell them, how dare you, you are taking my future. She just got this, she has this passion that is really starting a conversation on a massive scale that we really need right now. So it's been, it's been crazy to watch all of this happen, but I'm so glad that she is taking it upon herself to spread this message. Absolutely. And do I'm, whether you know this or not, but Greta started the strikes like what, like over a year ago, like it, it was a long time ago. And again, this was this idea that like every Friday she was like striking and, and again, and over time, this slowly build and slowly build. And then recently with the, the UN summit happening, that's kind of like where this this week long strike kind of came from. And then again, this obviously it picked up in the in the news and everything like that. And there's been a lot of really important discussions that have come out of that. But yeah, just to confirm, like, was it it was over a year ago that she started this, right? I believe so. And you can see like the pictures of her just by herself with one little sign and now the movement. And at one point yeah. that I, I just thought was really cute, <laughs> people have been posting about how people like to make fun of these sort of dystopian novels where one girl causes the revolution and saves the world. And then we can see all these 
wonderful young women because she's not the only activist. We have a lot of other young activists who are doing a lot of great work. So it's wonderful to see what one 16 year old can do. It's, I'm, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And and again, you know, like, I, I think I think it's important that people are acknowledging this 16 year old because it is something that's kind of like so different, you know, um, but we also have to acknowledge that again, you know, like, what she's saying is nothing new. And and I think like for for myself growing up, for me, one of the people that I always thought about in terms of activism, and, and I'm sure a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy, uh, is David Suzuki. You know, like David Suzuki, he's he he's a Canadian, like he's like lived in, you know, he lived in Ontario. I think he lived in London, Ontario, like which is where we are and stuff like that for a while. And they lived on the West Coast and everything. But again, you know, like that's the thing, like a lot of people are just going to be like, be like, oh, you know, like. I, it's weird to see people just trying to sort of deny the quote unquote science. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, are you telling me that like, we don't need to change our ways? Like, are you telling me, like, are you creating an excuse to say that like, oh, we should just continue destroying the oceans and we can should continue to like, like clearly destroy the rainforest and just like continue to waste and use like non-reusable products and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't quite understand how you arguing the science doesn't uh justify you uh you know not being responsible as well like even if the science is slightly off i still think we need to be able to look at our everyday lifestyles and just be able to really be honest with ourselves and just be like can we do better can we do better and i think that's the thing like we obviously can so again you know david suzuki plus countless other people who have been standing for the environment for years you know indigenous people who have been doing this like even in relation to you know the like the tar sands and the pipelines and the water and everything like that that's it's still the same story it's still standing for mother earth it's still being a voice for the voiceless and it's understanding that again like we are not separate from it we are the earth and there's a very important thing that i'll mention a little bit later in terms of what i feel is going to be like one of the primary things that is going to help change things moving forward but ariana go ahead and then we'll start passing the talking stick around to uh, other members as well Yes, those are wonderful, wonderful points. Um, I just wanted to bring up something before it gets sort of rolled over with all this other exciting stuff we're going to talk about, because one of the things I've seen is people feeling this sort of debilitating guilt. People who, like us, want to affect change, but then they feel guilt because we are still sort of, we have to live in this world and we can do our best to make these changes in our lives. But I think what we're seeing now is we need to come up and speak up and be a voice because what needs to change is the system that created these issues. We need to do this on a global scale. We need to affect these corporations that are doing this. So yes, we need to reduce our own carbon imprint and we need to take care of the things we can do as you know, little things in our life, but we need to make those people up at the top who are affecting the most areas of the planet we need to make them responsible by using our voices. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and again, you know, so what, what I was just going to say uh, real quick here, and then we're going to just pass the talking stick and someone here, you guys can let me know who wants to go next. And again, just kind of talking about like, you know, general thoughts on this, why, why you're even here, why is this discussion important to you and kind of how, where you see the hope in this. One of the things that I, I was kind of like saying that, you know, in order for things to really be able to change, one of the things that I think each and every single one of us can do in order to be able to help create lasting change is to know thyself. 
And what I mean when I say that is to do, is to like see that on like a deep spiritual philosophical perspective, because again, when we know ourselves, when we know thyself, like I'm literally talking about knowing our connection to the earth, knowing our power as dreamers within the dreams, as spiritual beings, to be able to understand how we can co-create together, how we can manifest, how we can show up, how we can focus our energy and things like that. And again, using that awareness of, of knowing thyself to also be able to drive us even further with passion to understand that we are not separate from the earth. And that's kind of like, again, like it's even, even at when I was at the climate strike, like I was talking to some of the elders about this and and we were just talking about like how this event, this awareness is helping so many of the younger kids. And when I say younger kids, I'm talking like high school kids and things like that. And it's, and they're starting to go through their awakening process. They're just like, Whoa, like I feel really deeply about this and they're starting to remember that like, oh, that's because like I'm intimately connected with the world around me. I am the trees. I am the water. You know, I am the colors of the wind. Like, yeah, you know, we've heard about it in Pocahontas songs and stuff like that. But there's like a very real practical element to this. And when we kind of, again, just bring it into that practice of knowing thyself and working on ourselves, and working on our virtues and working on our habits and working on our own self-mastery, that allows us to continue to show up as better leaders and allows us to have clearer vision. And, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's interesting because um, I saw, I saw a star, Witch's comment in the chat that 2020, you know, it's like, we're moving into 2020 right now, which is, I've always known was going to be a big year. And 2020 literally means clear vision, right? Like 2020 vision, right? It's like, so we're moving forward with this like symbol clarity where we're seeing things things that were just kind of like the, the illusion of separation is dissolving and that's where i feel again you know like as we move forward that is where like a big part of the shift is happening because there are you know i hate to say it but like old men and women in power who for whatever reason are just like kind of like they see world through the lens of greed they see world through this like they like they need to survive and they need to be able to like they they seek their happiness through material means and things like that and that is the old way and we need to be able to see it from the new way and the new way is to be able to like be aware of how our actions affect things to take responsibility to walk with our feet on the earth to commune with the spirits to commune with the trees and to do this in a way that's not just going to like help make the life better for the generations to come but it's going to enrich our experience because if we were to just sit there and do nothing like yeah that might be quote unquote easier but there will be a part of you that will just like be like this like it hurts like it hurts it hurts to sit here and do nothing there is a part of you that is just like again this is a call to action this is the earth like actually again like this is what i was talking to the elders about this they were kind of just like they were seeing this from like the very big picture where they were just like it's gonna be okay like we're gonna make it like they they were saying this like we're gonna make it but when it comes to consciousness we kind of have to go through the story of like knowing that there's a risk knowing that there's a possibility that we might not because if we were to just know hey it's okay you're gonna make it then we would get lazy again so we need that immediacy we need to be on that precipice we need to be able to be in that danger zone so to speak in order to be able to just like continue to move forward continue to take action but again this is in the same way, you know, in the same way we look at our individual lives, and, and I know we talk about this all the time, and we we're even talking about this even with the rainforest and everything like that. You look at things, and these crises occur within our individual lives. We've all experienced this, and we're just like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. This is the worst thing ever. Flash forward a few months down the line, and you're just like, oh my god, 
that helped me grow so much and I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for that catalyst, if it wasn't for that crisis. So let's see that from the bigger perspective of the of the earth as being like, you know, a collective consciousness and kind of seeing forward where instead of with us, it might be months for the earth, it's going to be years, but it's still going to serve this similar model where again, like it's, it's, it's us coming into more of our self-awareness, more into our sovereignty, more into our cosmic citizenship. And so we're going to start passing the talk and stick around again, because I know a lot of people here, again, I, I just want to invite you to practice talking about this. Uh, Emma, I'm going to read some of your comments on the YouTube chat. So Emma, anything that you want to say in the YouTube chat, like type that with the intention of me being able to read it on screen. But again, there's other parts of this story and we can dabble in it a little bit, but without having to hit upon it too much now, I just kind of want to be able to plant the seed. I was talking to some of my friends about this and they were just like, you know, like there is some very interesting hypothesis how like there are, there is, has been, and a lot of people know about this alternative technologies, hidden technologies, quote unquote, that have the ability to change the world that can change the world that can provide alternative energy solutions and things like that. And it may be this case where like, there are some people, some that like, Again, I'll kind of get into this a little bit later, but like there could be the very real possibility that because of this crisis, so to speak, uh, that we're going to start seeing like these new energies starting to appear and, and how that plays into the story we will have to see. And again, like, again, there's, there's a lot of different ways to kind of see this. And I know a lot of people, um, even talk about the idea that again, like this global crisis climate, and I'm putting that in like quotations and stuff like that is, um, again, kind of like almost something that's being engineered in order to be able to help usher in a new world order of a single world government. And again, I, it's hard to say, it's hard to say, but we ha- kind of have to be aware that like the, usually everything's not quite as it seems, but even if, even if, even if, see, that's the thing, even if people are just like, yo, this climate crisis is just fabricated, it's just, it's fake news and, and it's just all like, you know, Greta's just like a, like a, she's a puppet and, and the elite are running her and things like that and climate change is a hoax and, and they're just doing it in order to be able for the elites to get more power over people and to depopulate the earth and things like that. Maybe, 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 but that doesn't discredit the fact that we can still change the way how we live our everyday lives. Whether or not this is some sort of beginning of some sort of new world order for better or worse, that doesn't change the fact that you should freaking pick up your garbage, that you should like pay attention to like what you're eating, you know, that you should probably consider going vegan if you want to be able to create less impact through animal agriculture, because that's a thing. And uh, again, so like, don't, Pay attention to where you're putting your energy for everybody here. Pay attention to where you're putting your energy and try not to get sucked into the abysses of certain theories, because again, it's the internet, man. Like it's the internet, like everything on the internet, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And it's kind of like this hologram where there's like, there could be multiple truths in a sense. So ultimately without having to get too distracted by all the information and all the stories and all the arguments and all the backlash that's happening around out there, regardless, don't let that distract you from taking responsibility for how you live your life and live your life in a way that is honest and true to your heart and your connection with the earth as you continue to show up as a leader, regardless of the conspiracies and things like that, we need to show up with integrity 
So that is that is like kind of like my message and stuff like that. So very, very, we have to be aware of where we're putting our focus, where we're putting our energy and making sure it's not distracting us from showing up where we need to within our everyday lives, within our communities, think globally, act locally. And again, know thyself. So that's a little bit of my inspiration. Again, you know, regardless of what's happening, it begins with you. Use this as a catalyst to just be like, yeah, you know, like I want to be able to like lead by example. I want to be able to like, you know, like be someone who can talk to a younger person and be like, hey, you know, like we're doing this together. We're in this together. And and to have it like be something that really resonates from a truth within our own being. I just want to be able to uh, bring up some uh, some of the comments here from from Emma. And again, Emma, she was she was one of the youth who was at the uh, rally in London, Ontario, Canada. And, and again, you'll see her in the video. And Emma, thank you so much for being a part of this discussion. Again, this is awesome. Emma says, um, this is literally making me cry. First of all, that's what she said, which I'm like, oh, that's great, right? Because that's like... You know, we cry because we care. We cry because this is meaningful. We cry because, like, we are the earth and everything like that. Emma also says, at the strike slash protest, a man yelled in my face telling me that we needed to get off the road and that I was stupid because I don't go to school. Yet I am fixing his generation's mistakes. Interesting, right? So it's like, this is bringing up so much stuff within, like, our internal being and things like that. And it's, and I feel, I'm like, like, more strength to, to the people who are kind of, like, having to learn how to be able to deflect some of this backlash without taking it personally. You know, stand for what you believe in. Don't let the naysayers stop you from doing what you're doing, right? Like, if you were an artist and you're, like, doing something that's important to you and someone's like, that's stupid, stop doing it would you listen to them? Like, like you don't have to, it's kind of like Buddha, you know, like Buddha has this message where someone like shows up and they like give you hate, but you don't have to receive it. It's just like, no, no, like that's okay. Like that's your hate. Like hold on to that. But like how we choose to receive it is important. So there's like a little bit of social alchemy that's going on here. That's only making us stronger. So uh, Emma, I definitely see that. And Emma's puts the heart sign with the flexi muscle there. So <laughs> she also says we must focus on matters and what matters is fixing the problem. Therefore we must focus on the solution absolutely uh awesome and allison starwich mlk thank you again for your messages as well we'll read a little bit more of the comments as we keep going with this so let's pass the talking stick around uh unless ariana was there anything you just wanted to reply to real quickly based on anything we said you're good okay cool all right so i want to be able to pass the talking stick around so again we've got sam erica dan and louis someone give me a thumbs up if you're ready to jump in with something to say about why this is important to you and why you're here and any hope? Where do you see the hope in this? You know, I think that's a great question. We're going to pass it to, to Louie and then we're going to pass it to Sam. So Louie, welcome to the Synergy Circle here tonight for our special edition. Go ahead and introduce yourself briefly and tell us well, a little hello. bit about your thoughts on this. Thank you, Brendan. Hello, everyone else. And to everyone that's tuning in, welcome. Welcome to the party. I'm very happy to be here because of the clear and evident issue of what climate change is. Now, Everyone that's here is probably aware that it's nothing new. As we've come to realize, the science have been crystal clear for the past approximately 30 years, but now it is when things have become really critical. I'd like to think the next 18 months are very predict or can predict how the rest of humanity as we know it turns out. If we don't act now, like we mentioned earlier, we're, we're gonna see catastrophic changes and that's not going to matter no matter where you are, where, whether you're in the Caribbean at sea level or in the mountains, like your life is going to dramatically change. Sorry, I'm a little cold right now. Um, but I think 
what drew me mainly to this conversation is my curiosity to learn more on how I can get involved. Uh, my focus is essentially motivating people through different kinds of talks, exploring my curiosity, but I do want to spend more of my time and my resources in this focus. So I'm looking to find different kinds of work in the field and also use some of my, my, my free time to volunteer and get more involved. I am also currently bedridden because I had knee surgery recently. And so a lot of my efforts are currently just educating myself more on the matter um, and doing as much as I can. So I wanna be the voice that can help relay what Greta is saying, but perhaps reach a different audience in a different way because she, 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 what she is doing is effective. However, different audiences have different ears and the more voices that are out there, the more powerful we can be. Um, there was a point, Brendan, where you said, oh, sorry, no, uh, Emma's, Emma's comment um, on the guy, how we're fixing, how, well, in her example, how she was fixing the, the, their generation's problem. I think it's great. I'm, I'm sorry that I wasn't there, part of it, but I do want to just kind of add an emphasis on how it's important to maintain a, a, a non-direct, I don't want to say non, uh, not physical, but you don't want to attack these people in any kind of way to give them reason to revolt on you, whether it's verbal abuse or physical abuse, you want to stray away from that in a sense, non-direct physical action, the uh, similar approach to what Martin Luther King would have done or Gandhi. I think that will have a lot of emphasis in garnering a lot of attention. And something else that I want to get in, involved in would be boycotting the industries, because that's where we'll see the most dramatic change. If we, if we can create economic or political, if we, if we can shake that ground, we'll, we'll see results faster than just everyone making smaller changes in their, in their life, because we can only do so much. It's really them that, that, that drive this. So I'm, I'm more curious in making a voice and, and being a part of or organizing boycotts. I'm quite interested in that. But that's my two cents for today. Sorry, I wasn't more eloquently executed. <laughs> hey, that, that was perfect, man. Again, it's all just practice. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and just kind of, I'll, I'll just add just a couple thoughts on that real quick and, and we'll pass it over to Sam in a second. Again, you know, um, one of the things, again, when I was talking to the elders, uh, the gentleman's name was Shantree. And um, what he was saying is that, you know, like what, what needs to happen is that we need to change our culture. Like that is what we actually, and we can change that. And again, what is our culture if not our habits? And so by changing our habits individually and by expressing and demanding change by those of those, by those people who are controlled, uh, who are controlling, you know, uh, like the, the, the commodities that we are consuming on a regular basis and demanding that like, Hey, like we're the consumer, we're going to tell you what we want and you're going to give us what we want because we're the ones giving you our money and you were for us 
like if we were to really just kind of like take the power back like that's a powerful thing but i'll just give you like a, again a couple quick examples there are a lot of stores that have been banning plastic bags you know so again and and, and it's like again it's one of those examples it's like is banning plastic straws and banning plastic bags and things like that like is that gonna save the world whether or not like how much of an impact that makes like that's kind of here nor there like it is gonna make a difference but again it's more so the habit it's the mindset it's the act of responsibility that sends a message and then suddenly if other stores are just like well okay you know walgreens is only like they're they stopped doing plastic bags like oh wow like that's actually a thing now like okay and then suddenly the other stores catch on and then it kind of creates a ripple effect and then it kind of creates a cultural change and again like what happens if suddenly you know electric cars start becoming a thing like honestly i don't think people are too caught up in the idea that they like are intentionally doing things because they enjoy like creating excess waste and things like that like i think they would actually like pay money to be able to uh have like a, a sense of well-being knowing that what they are doing is not creating more uh waste than need be so that's where again you know like if electric start if electric cars start coming out and those start becoming more accessible and things like that i'm sure there would a lot of be a lot of people that would just be like sweet yes actually we do want this so uh again those little habits that go a long way and again of course the whole idea of like being able to switch to a vegan diet being able to eat less meat there have been like millions of people who have adopted this understanding over the past several years and and why why did they adopt that because the conversations were taking place and exactly what louis was saying you know like we need to have more people being a voice for this and i fully agree i think that's so so important because again you know like there are there are going to be certain people who won't hear this conversation so we need to be ambassadors for the earth we need to be ambassadors for the future we need to stand for tomorrow today in that literal literal sense so again you know stand for the water stand for the trees stand for using less like garbage and everything like that just bring in a, a, a regular habits uh, that are again just reflecting morals and virtues that you are guardian of that you are a light guardian of so again i just kind of wanted to hit upon that real quick that again it's the cultural change that that can change like literally like in three years from now it's not hard to assume that there's going to be more stores that are using less plastics that are finding alternative things to be able to do and there's going to start being uh, a lot more innovations like that's another thing that we need we need to start funding more innovative research to be able to find alternative resources and alternative energies and also like ways to be able to help clean up the environment and another simple thing that i'll just mention right here, uh, very simply you know like one of the things it's like oh, okay how do we reduce the co2 oh well actually we have this very special piece of technology and it's super super advanced and it has the ability to like transform excess co2 into oxygen maybe you've heard of it they're called trees right so like all we have to do is plant like literally a bunch of trees and if we were to focus on this if we were to just like again if leonardo dicaprio or someone were to just like start like paying a bunch of people to start planting trees that would actually create like a positive impact that would be able to create like a very like beneficial change and again it's not even just because again some people just say like oh well the earth is just heating up regardless and maybe a climate change isn't actually a thing or something like that maybe like it's not the humans that are causing this and maybe the ice is just melting because that's what's happening every couple thousand years within the earth cycle and things like that regardless 
it still creates the important message of being able to do things that are important to develop an intimate and meaningful relationship between ourselves and our environment. I don't care whether or not a million trees will or will not actually affect climate change based on whether or not climate change is quote unquote real or not. It's still something we should be doing. We don't need like an excuse to do it. We should be doing it just to be able to, again, like make up for the fact that like we are chopping trees down like by like three foot by by the time this broadcast is done there will be 90 football fields of trees that have been cut down again that's an arbitrary statistic but you get the point so anyways let's pass the talking stick over to sam and sam thank you so much for being here quick introduction sam's been involved with paradigm shift in the past and he has he has been dedicating like the past like 10 years of his life to being able to create sustainable ways of living and different models and like alternative like alternative like eco village type uh quarters and he He's probably been creating all sorts of cool stuff that I haven't had a chance to get updated on. And uh, that's uh, part of the project, uh, the Haven for Humanity. So, Sam, welcome back to Paradigm Shift Central as, uh, as one of our leading members. It's so great to be able to have you here, brother, and passing the talking stick over to you. Go ahead, introduce yourself and share us a few perspectives on this topic from where you Thank you very much, Brendan. I just want to say thank you for, you know, keeping this going and building the community. It's it's really like amazing to watch it grow and and watch you grow at the same time and you know all of us get better at this so yeah um i guess uh haven for humanity is the name of our nonprofit organization um we started it in back in 2015 uh basically trying to teach people about everything that we're all talking about right now um the idea being that uh we are very our lives right now are very disintegrated where, you know, we, we all have clothing, we all have shoes, we all have, you know, um, a, a toilet in our house. You know, there's a lot of things that are just like kind of on default on autopilot. Um, and that that's a, where a lot of our um, carbon emissions and um, things are, are going are really not on like the, you know, like, gasoline being poured out of the vehicle that's like one very um you know that's you know one very one-to-one type of scenario but there's uh you know every little thing that we that we purchase every dollar that we spend really goes to um making decisions that uh you know affect our future supply and demand business decisions it's all um you know it's all business at the end of the day so uh you know, to me, um, the the idea was really uh, we were a team of holistic health professionals. We want, we got together, uh, my family, um, to basically dispel a lot of the myths around holistic health and uh, try to get people more um, living in harmony with their natural environment. So we started one education center, which uh, it, we call it Camp Haven. Uh, it's in Livingston Manor, New York. Uh, it's a uh, basically a homesteading education center or a permaculture education center. Um, we are doing agroforestry there and uh, a lot of different permaculture techniques. Um, we have interns coming to live with us uh, in very minimalist quarters. Um, like I just built my house this year um, with our volunteers and interns, and um, it was just like a, a experiment to see what we could do. And um, it's really tiny and um, you know, extremely minimalist, but the, the, the idea is to 
teach people what um, we are capable of as, as humans and um, what our uh, natural lifestyles would be like and how all of our decisions uh, integrate into a lifestyle where, you know, when we go to the bathroom, we know what happens, you know, to our waste, we know where it goes, we know um, if it's taken care of properly, you know, uh, in your average house or your average apartment building, you know, people, you know, most people have no idea where the water comes from in the toilet. They have no idea where it goes when they flush the toilet. Um, I know I keep talking about bathroom things, but like, that's really where it like fundamentally breaks down is like the, the fact that we don't even think about these things and they're all just kind of provided for us and we just do them and um, sort of like uh, think it's weird if, if people don't have like indoor plumbing and, and things like that. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that this, this fundamental disintegration where we don't know where our shoes come from, we don't know how our clothing is made. We really have no idea what what costs, what the true cost is of all of our decisions in life. And so that's really what that, um, what our um, education center is really about, is really um, letting people live with, with us as, my, you know, my family that's been doing this for over 20 years and uh, learning all these different aspects of holistic health, whether it's, you know, our, our top priority is self-care always. So, um, you know, no matter what projects we have going on or no matter what we're doing, we always expect people um, to be focused on self-care above all else. That's actually our, our company motto. Um, so I guess um, we just started another education center now, which is called Fairhaven Pharmacy. Um, that's F-A-R-E. Uh, Haven and pharmacy is spelled F-A-R-M. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at Fairhaven Pharmacy also, uh, and also Haven for Humanity. Uh, so uh, Fairhaven is basically a market and juice bar um, where we are sort of, the idea is to do a, an education hidden in plain sight um, model. So that we are injecting education into people's lives where uh, they spend most of their time and where they shop normally. And we're not trying to make people feel like they're going to school, but um, make it more like, you know, uh, more trendy and more um, just, uh, uh, I guess, just attractive to, to learn uh, about health and learn about our decisions and how these different things affect us. I think it's important to recognize that a lot of the um, a lot of the products, a, a lot of the the simple solutions that people are coming up with uh, to these issues that we're talking about are um, they, they're not holistic and they don't really take into into perspective um, how how much we rely on oil and and carbon emissions right now to 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 continue the lifestyle that we're currently living. Like I heard uh, some nurses talking in a, in a podcast and they were saying that, you know, uh, there's a big push right now to make plastic straws illegal altogether to ban plastic straws. And how many of their patients would have to be taken off life support and would, would just have to die because they, they rely on plastic straws for their, their care and their survival. Um, and, you know, when you, really think about that and multiply that across the entire globe and think about how many people are really relying on it. You know, everything from car tires to uh, the soles on our shoes, um, you know, like just the ability to transport things from one part of the world to another. You know, we all use amazon.com 
and you know get things delivered to us and you know that's you know things like that are really um you know airplanes are using way more gasoline than than our cars are um and you know so yeah it's just it's hard to it's hard to make um really holistic decisions and and say that we have simple solutions to anything um when it's it's our, our world is, has become so disintegrated and we really don't know how everything is connected to everything else anymore. But like you're saying, when it really comes down to it, we are the ones that matter. And that's why we develop these education centers based around self-care above all else. Because uh, once people realize that you can be so selfish that that's how you become selfless. You know, it's, it, it's the idea that we can really work on ourselves and focus on ourselves as much as possible to the point where we are overflowing with abundance and we just want to give back. And that's that's a studied thing where we know that humans generally, barring any sort of like psychological disorders that we that some people may have, um, are very giving and and loving and caring people. And you know, when we have everything taken care of in our lives, the natural thing to do is just to go and try to take care of other people's issues and try to take care of other people's problems. Um, which reminds me of a, a Zen koan, um, which basically says the do-gooders are the biggest troublemakers. Um, you know that that understanding that like the rash decision making, the the um, the idea that you know there are many simple solutions and we can just um, you know jump on the bandwagon of one of them and follow it through to the end and it's going to solve everything. Like that 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 perspective is very um, it's very rash, uh, and you know even you know, Gandhi talked about with any activism, you know, self-cleansing, self-purification is the first step. You know, we really can't even perceive the world properly if we're going through our own pain and our own suffering. Um, so yeah, I guess the uh, the only other thing I really wanted to say was that um, I really don't believe that there's like, I, 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 the media is always trying to, you know, you know uh, trying to push some sort of good versus evil narrative that's going on in the world like even though we know that that's not um that you know from an adult perspective we know that that's not really what's happening that the, every you know the world is gray but everything is like you know we, we're still reminded of superheroes all the time even as adults we're still reminded of this narrative of good versus evil of us versus them and uh i think it's really important to understand you know like with Greta or anybody that's being portrayed on television, um, that like there's training involved in in knowing what to say and how to say it and and acting um, a certain way to create a certain result, you know. And it it would make sense to me to get a, a you know to convince a child of these. Uh, this, you know, horrible future that's going to happen to to create this emotional um, connection with the people that are listening to her at, at the UN, you know, it has to be taken in context, you know, she's, you know, the, it, it, the people that are saying it's over-dramatized and it's not true, it's like, yeah, well, it, it, maybe it is over-dramatized, maybe, but that's not the point is to over-dramatize it, you know, Martin Luther King talked about that concept all the time, that you have to you have to bring more drama to the situation to really point it out so that the, so you get media attention so people start taking notice so yeah i mean yeah i mean, it, i i 
really don't get the whole like jumping on a 16 year old girl thing and and trying to make her seem like like she's a government shill you know like I, I, uh, I, I really don't believe that there's any sort of evil in the world you know I, everyone believes that they're doing the right thing it's just that some people's right thing causes a lot of pain to a lot of other people and other people's right thing causes a lot of pain to a, another group of people and in commerce we just call that good business because you're creating problems that other businesses can then start and solve those problems. Um, but, you know, uh, the idea is that when good people are ignorant and good people are indifferent, that's really when we have issues. You know, when, when good people are not standing up for what's obvious, what they believe is wrong, they'll tell you that it's wrong, but they just continue contributing to it. Um, you know, or, or just ignorance of people, um, again, people thinking they're doing good by, for example, buying compostable um, bags or, or plastic straws, like I was talking about, you know, like not buying plastic straws or, or voting for the banning of plastic straws and not really understanding how that's going to really affect many, many, many different industries and um, how we have to have solutions for all the all the solutions that we already have from petroleum products, we have to have alternative solutions before we can switch and just stop using oil products. You know, that's really not um, a viable solution anytime soon. Um, but at the same time, there are organizations, there's one in Canada right now, created massive factories that suck carbon out of the atmosphere and put it uh, into the factory and make it into gasoline again, which can be burned in cars and fuel. Other companies are sucking carbon out of the atmosphere and making products out of it that we can use, computers even. Um, so, I mean, like the, the, the solutions have been coming out for decades now. It's just they don't get media attention, not as much as the, as the fear does. So, yeah, this, this is what we've basically been teaching people about. And uh, the, you know, two education centers we have going right now and the, the one we accept interns and people come and live with us and learn about living a sustainable lifestyle. Um, and the other is our kind of market outreach area where we teach about healthy food. And basically we want, we needed food up there. We were, we were living in our eco village and we barely had any food to survive. And we're in a food desert in this area, in a rural area. Um, so we decided to start our uh, charity food program where we sell everything at cost. We buy local organic produce from local farmers and sell everything at cost. And um, yeah, so it, it's basically just this understanding that when we live minimalist lifestyles and our expenses are almost nothing, every penny we get can get reinvested into helping the community and to, into, you know, really what, what we focus on is education first, because that's really, you know, if we can educate the youth and growing up knowing this stuff, it's going to be a lot easier to convince people later on. So that's a little bit of what I've been working on. Thanks for the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, honored to be able to have you here again, brother. And uh, yeah, again, you know, like, I, I would love to even just kind of touch base with you a little bit later in the broadcast and really just kind of like break down some practical tips in terms of like what people can do in an everyday life that, that might be able to, again, just develop more habits that are going to be able to continue to make lasting difference over time. And again, just be able to create uh, an example for other people to follow uh, as well. And, and, and that's the thing, like, I think, you know, again, when we're talking about where is the hope in this? I look to people like Sam because I see that alternative models for living in harmony with the earth and being able to like reduce our consumption and being able to like, you know, be in a very symbiotic relationship opposed to like almost like, you know, like parasitic, which is sometimes what we as humans have a tendency to behave like uh, those models are there. 
you know and, and again and I, and I think about like the the people i was mentioning who have like the little like uh like forest eco thing uh outside of london ontario where i live a uh, shantry in them uh it's called the living center for those of you who are interested in looking it up i'll put it into the show notes and uh quick side note for anybody here that you're watching in the broadcast we'll make sure that we include their show notes as well and for any of you please on the broadcast please feel free to add your show notes into the youtube chat so people can find it there and sam i did drop a link for uh haven for humanity in there but again you know like even even when I was out in, in California and, and I've been out there a few times and everything like that, like there are people, uh, you know, who kind of like live in, uh, you know, almost think of like rainbow gatherings and things like that. Like there are ways in which we can live in harmony with nature. And it doesn't again. Yeah, you're maybe making some sacrifices in terms of the convenience, in terms of the comforts and things like that. But there's also a lot of like very unique beauty and very unique gifts that you are able to receive through that relationship. And again, it's, you know, it's things as simple as the fact that in today's day and age, most people don't even know where their food comes from. Like most people are not gardening. Most people don't even know how to garden and things like that. So everything is just kind of, you know, again, looking back to how we can change our habits, but there are ways for us to be able to live in harmony with nature. Even just thinking back on, again, you know, different times, different different contexts and things like that. But, you know, you look back on, on Aboriginal cultures and native cultures, we can learn so much from them just again. And, and again, I don't, I think a lot of it uh, also has to do um, the motivation for it is sparked uh, relative to a deep understanding of our like spiritual connection uh, with with the earth. Once that is kind of nurtured and once that is kind of awakened and once that story is brought to the forefront for more people to be a part of, it changes the way we see things. And one of the things I was going to mention, um, or actually, let me just mention a couple things in the in the chat, and then I want to mention one more thing, and then we're going to pass it around. And if anybody else wants to jump in based on what Sam said, and Sam, again, we're just kind of like, anybody who wants to jump in at any point you're welcome to i was asking uh people in the youtube chat i asked you know like list some alternative technologies and resources to current models that uh you know that we currently have um Da, 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 da. and you know people are talking about like uh like benny g uh he says linen was once a non-rotting polymer like plastic maybe we could speed up the process of rotting like via genetic engineering like genetically engineered fungus that's something that i've definitely heard a lot about again you know na using nature's natural ability to be able to like transform plastics into into I, 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 i'm not exactly exactly sure how it works but i know like there's this talk about using like mushrooms mushroom technology to be able to like basically like turn plastic into i don't know like some sort of like natural enzyme that can just kind of like like dissolve back into the earth uh again there, there's still stuff in here that i'm not I, I admit i'm not like fully fully educated on it but i know like you see you see posts throwing up coming up through reddit and stuff like that every now and then and you hear these little things they're just like whoa like there's technology out there like there is technology out there to be able to clean the ocean you know like there is technology out there to be able to eliminate fossil fuels and it's just like not really on the on the mainstream just yet and Another thing that we can look at is wind energy, solar energy. Again, you know, like th these are obvious. These have been around for a while. And again, I think things like that uh, would be great to just be able to start seeing more of. And again, even just when you look at the idea that way, 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 way back in the day when, you know, cars were just starting to become like a common thing, there were models for cars that were running off water. Like that we're running off of again. There were electric cars like way back in like the 50s and things like that. But again, you know, it came down to money and things. And that's why we ended up with the economy that we have today. Um, Starwitch talking about I've seen a prototype of roads that are made with solar panels. 
beautiful beautiful that's a really cool idea there as well um yeah again you know like magnetic highways and things like that like that could be a really cool thing like imagine imagine an entire highway system that's based on like solar panels and magnets that's like not producing any excess waste or very minimal at least and there's people getting to and from places and again that's like just like an alternative means like when you think about you know just like okay, what alternative methods are out there? Just like imagine the most like futuristic utopian city and just kind of imagine that and realize that anything that you're imagining there probably is like in some ways relatively doable as well. And even things that we're seeing in today's day and age with alternative transportation methods, such as encouraging bike lanes, like that's a great thing as well. Or uh, one of the things that was actually coming up in the in the rally where we were uh, was the idea of like um, being able to introduce free bus passes or just free bus public transportation, right? Like just to be able to encourage, uh, or whether it be specifically for students or for otherwise, to be able to encourage people to be able to use local bus transportation instead of, again, we see that before, right? Like how many people drive to work uh, with only one person in a car, right? I'm sure you've all seen that diagram. And if we could all carpool and stuff like that, it would reduce emissions uh, by a heck of a ton. And a lot of people, you know, they think they're just like, they're like, ah, you know, but it, would it would it really make a difference? Like, would it really make a difference and things like that? But honestly, look at places like India, where they have like excess amount of air pollution and there are people that have a hard time even living there. Like, honestly, I'm sure if any of us were to go live there, we probably would suffer. We would probably like, just like get like, you know, it would like, it would like build up in our lungs and we would, we wouldn't be adjusted to it. And if some of us have like respiratory problems to begin with, like it would not actually be a livable climate for us to be able to exist in. Um, so uh, other things uh, Emma is talking about in the comments, uh, she says, it's hard to avoid plastics and styrofoams, etc because that's our only option for necessary products we all use on the daily. So again, yeah, like what happens when we start finding uh, alternatives to uh, plastics or again, just start using more reusables. Again, that's why I think it's great. Like what if everyone just carried like a little package that has like a, you know, reusable knife and fork in it and things like that, you know, like that's, that's a simple thing that we could all do. And then we just kind of like rinse that and stuff like that. Um, the, the, the MLK also talking about the human cost, being able to reduce sweatshops, sweatshops need to end. Uh, absolutely. Right. Like there's so much stuff, uh, going on, uh, talking about hemp, hemp actually is, uh, definitely something that I think, uh, we could be seeing more of in the near future for like alternative, uh, again, just being able to create things out of hemp. Hemp is a very versatile, uh, resource to be able to use. Um, Emma says, the thing is that no one cares when it comes, uh, where it comes from. And then she also says, uh, we have two homes to take care of our body and the planet, which again, I think is absolutely very wise. So thank you, Emma, uh, for sharing that as well. Um, but, 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 but just reading a couple comments here. Um, MLK says, uh, we need a culture with good ideas based on love and we can flip the world to one of more of healing. Uh, again, you know, I think I've kind of talked about this before, but when we kind of like focus on like listening to our heart and listening to like the wisdom of the earth speaking through us, I think when we do that, alternative solutions will actually begin to reveal themselves over time. So there are actually ideas that are kind of like there, but we can't actually see them yet because we're seeing it through a lens of disconnection, or we're also seeing it through a lens of like too much stress and too much fear as well. And this was actually something that I wanted to talk about because it was something that like I was observing, even when I saw Greta's talk, you know, like I acknowledge the fact that I'm like, yes, like, you know, like the fact that she is up there, the fact that she is saying what needs to be said is super, super important. But at the same time, there was a part of it where I was listening to it and I'm like, hmm, 
there's kind of like a double there's there's kind of two sides to this and the fact that like greta and a lot of other people are very much embodying this like stressed energy this very stressful energy and again not to say that that doesn't serve a purpose but it's not something that we want to stay in and so i think for anybody here i think we need to be able to adopt this mindset of being able to know that we can care about the world and and we can be aware of things without having to overly stress about it and being able to make sure that we're taking our taking care of ourselves going out spending time in nature decompressing and again just focusing on on the optimism focusing on the hope um without having to kind of just like be in this state where it's just like oh my god this is the end this is the end this is the end there's kind of like two stories that you can kind of live in but understand that when you are in that place of stress it actually kind of like prevents you from being able to again see alternative solutions or be able to show up in a way that's going to be even more serving to people like what would happen um even even with like the way Greta was saying things you know if I was like if I was Greta if I was in that situation I would almost think of it in the same way of like you know okay if I'm talking to the UN leaders and stuff like that yes you want to get a point across and Sam's actually absolutely right that you need to be able to like you know dramatize things and I agree there's a purpose to that but at the same time for any of us that have you know been in sort of you know uh circumstances where we're trying to hold space for someone how often does it work to shame them you know how often does shaming them actually like help them change their ways absolutely it will bring the reality to the surface and they'll be like oh my god this is how people feel about my behavior like okay maybe i do need to change and things like that but at the same time can we as a collective be able to in a way still be able to like make sure that we are supporting those who are in control with love instead of just kind of being like oh like we freaking hate you we hate you so much why aren't you doing this we hate you instead it's just gonna it, it, i think what's more what can be also useful it's a bit it's a balance of both is this idea of just being able to be like hey like we see you and we're on the same team as you and we want to work alongside you and let's focus on moving forward. The past is the past. And again, it's this idea, and I've said this before, but we need to really be able to understand that it's not us versus them. It's us and them versus the problem. That That is a big paradigm shift. Because again, right now, people, and especially in the rallies, and this is what I was seeing in the rallies, you get kind of these different emotions. You get these different people and different vibrations. You get some of the elders, and they're passionate and everything like that. And they're, and they're a little bit more kind of centered. And then you get some of the youth, and they're just freaking yelling. And they're yelling, and they're yelling, and they're yelling. And they're so angry. And I've seen that before. Again, you know, like even in other rallies, even in like the Monsanto things and stuff like that. And again, there's a place for anger. Anger is a very powerful expression, but we have to make sure that we're not just staying there. You know, we want to be able to kind of tap into it to be able to like amplify the message that we're sharing and show people that our anger is also love as well. You know, we are angry because we care. We are passionate because we care. We are stressed because we care. So let's focus on being able to like bring it back to being able to make sure that that is the message we embody. Because again, you know, like how many how many people have have been convinced to go vegan because someone shamed them into going vegan? Like that's again a lot of people. If that happens, and I think that's what's happening with a lot of the climate stuff. And and Ariana, we were kind of talking about this. Like a lot of um, you know, like the people are getting triggered 
by Greta because it's like putting them in a situation where they're having to see themselves, but they're but they're they feel like they're being attacked. They're like, how dare you tell me how I should live my life? How dare you and things like that. So instead of like focusing on like attacking each other and shaming each other and everything like that, let's just acknowledge the problem, but also acknowledge that the problem is a solution by being able to help create the conversations to be able to say like, hey, this is something that we need to change. And if we're we're smart enough to know that if we continue these habits, this is the outcome. And then to be able to focus on the solution and to be able to bring more peace, less stress into our being so that we can have the 2020 clarity to be able to see the wisdom in which these solutions can arise. So um, if that makes sense, just drop some 1111s in the comment. Because again, I think I think like that is such a powerful thing to just be able to like make sure that we are aware of like how our involvement with this is affecting us and we don't uh, burn ourselves out, right? How many activists have talked about this? They would show up to rallies, they get super, super into it and then they would burn out. So as activists, we need to be able to play the long game here. And again, that means we need to be very aware of how we are putting out our energy and how we are sending our message and how our message is being received. And instead of just, again, instead of just like being like, this is the problem, this is a problem, everyone, you're the problem, you're the problem, you're the problem. Instead, let's invite people to be a part of the solution. Let's make it fun. Let's make it playful. Like, can we actually do that? Like, this is a question I'm kind of asking myself. Can we make it playful? to be able to be involved with a way of being able to help make the world a better place. And I think it can be happening again, especially if you think about the youth, you know, you think about like programs with youth to be like, yeah, let's go into the garden. Let's have fun. Let's learn about the earth. Let's go hug trees. Let's spend in time, like connecting with nature. Those type of things go a long way. So Ariana, go ahead, add your thoughts uh, onto this and anybody else who wants to jump in again, we're just going to kind of popcorn style from here. Thank you. This brought up another area of the subjects I wanted to touch on, which is more of the spiritual side. And I like to focus on, you know, the practical things of what we can really do, you know, physically in this world, in this reality. But there's also, like we're saying, so much that we can do. It's all about that self-care. And so I wanted to share, I may have shared this a little bit in one of our other talks, but I channel. So I receive messages and I've been receiving intense messages for my whole life, but specifically about a year and a half ago, I started channeling and got this message that we all are living in this time right now. And it's a huge, every, like I saw it like a level, we're at a tipping point of our energy on this planet. Like we can go either way with how we're going. And so it is our responsibility to focus on self-care, to focus on meditation, to focus on playfulness, on getting these higher vibration energies and learning how to not ignore the dark side, the shadow self, the emotions, learning how to go through that, to use anger, to use those negative emotions to fuel things, but to have this self-work, this self-awareness. So that's the big message that I've been getting for years and now that I see that the way that things are going in the world, I'm like, this is, this is it. This is all of us. It's up to us to do this work starting within. Like you said, know thyself, do this work within and let that radiate out into your immediate area, into your communities and however much you want to speak out further than that. But it really is starting from within. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you, Ariana. Yeah, no, and it's exciting. And again, I think kind of like you said, like we're, there's a, there's levels to the story here and people are going to see it kind of like based on where their consciousness is, is at. And that's okay. Like that's, that's not like a judgment thing. It's just kind of like a reality and things like that. And again, people are going to see this as a very like, you know, the physical aspect of it. And then people might see it from the conspiracy conspiratorial side, because that's kind of like how they're conditioned to see things and everything like that. And everything's, you know, everything's got some conspiracy behind it and things like that. And then there's kind of like this higher level that again, like this is consciousness doing what it can to be able to help wake itself up. This is actually, and we talked about this even with the Amazon thing. This is actually like the earth almost kind of like, in a sense, like sacrificing a part of itself in order to be able to help make us care. Like, again, you know, like, like, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, this, this is just kind of like a very, a very broad example. And, and, and I apologize if it's like kind of specific, uh, say you're like, kind of like living with your parents and you're just kind of living with them and you're just kind of there every day. And maybe you kind of ignore them and they're just kind of there. And maybe sometimes they kind of bug you and they're, but they're, they're, they're a presence. And then suddenly like, they get sick or something like that. And you're just like, Oh my God. Like it was only in that moment that once they kind of like, I realized that this is like a very, you know, maybe they won't be here forever. Maybe they won't be here every single day. And, and suddenly I'm just like, Oh my God, like I forgot, like I forgot. And so like, it's kind of like that situation where the earth, where the earth is just like, like children, my children, like I have been loving you every single day, every single moment over and over and over and over again. And as part of the story in order for you to be able to know that this is the truth. Like I'm going to put myself in a place of danger because this is the story because this was inevitable. This was always going to happen. There was no way in which this wasn't going to happen, but in this happening, I want this to be an opportunity for you to not live in regrets for you to not live in a place of what if, what if, what if, but instead to love me now to love me now as much as you always had and show me that you love me and be here with me now and hold my hand and be present with me and the future will be whatever it is, you know, like that's kind of like what I see like within this bigger shift in consciousness. And, and again, and that's where, again, like on a, some people will say like, Oh, you know, from a, even from a conspiracy conspiratorial level to say like, this is by design, but we have to remember that even any of those conspiracies are still part of the design of higher consciousness putting a lot of air quotes in there and stuff like that so again like even all of the quote-unquote conspiracies that's still consciousness that's still consciousness kind of like playing this long game in terms of what's happening and stuff like that but uh one of the things i was just going to say real quick um because i was talking to one of my friends and he's got some interesting perspectives he's he's like kind of connected with some people and 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 he's kind of got some ideas so that's why i went out of my way to ask him but he said, and take this as a grain of salt. I just want everybody here to take this with a grain of salt. And then we're just going to keep passing talking to around. And there's some comments in the chat I want to be able to acknowledge too. Uh, he says, there is an ongoing war between the elites. Basically, people who feel they ought to be in control of the planet have been fighting for a really long time. So when there's a world event that may seem bizarre, it's usually one side or the other weaponizing the media or a political spectrum. It comes off as almost schizophrenic because neither one has had the upper hand. And then he also talks, uh, actually, is there another part here? Um, I'm just trying to find if there's another part here. Yeah, no, I think that's kind of 
all that like that's just kind of all but, but oh yeah no like there's one part here where he was basically saying that like there's kind of like and again th- take this with a grain of salt but maybe this is something that we might actually see and hey if you heard it here first on paradigm shift radio then whatever but um let me just see here um uh, uh, just trying to find in the specific chat there's something but anyways I, I can't find it exactly but anyways he was basically saying that there is like a group of elites who like have technology to be able to like help change the world um but like they're kind of like waiting to be able to like release it to the forefront and when they kind of oh here it is okay um when yeah um Yeah, so anyways, it says here, when humans are afraid, we are much easier to control and we will eventually call the person that brings forth a solution our new king. So again, this is where kind of people get into this conspiracy theory where like, you know, like a lot of this, like the, 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 the weaponizing of the media and stuff like that is trying to get people into this fear base. It's trying to get people into this, this fear mentality. And again, even like, that's where like, again, I know what we're calling this a global climate, global climate crisis. Again, I, I think even that needs to be put in quotes. And I think we need to be aware of what language we're using because like, like, yes, like crisis, it's relative, but be aware of how we relate to the concept of crisis and be aware of like how again the media is kind of like putting us into this place where it wants us to be in fear because it makes us controllable and then again it was just basically this idea that i just wanted to mention because i just found it interesting uh but again it's basically this idea that theoretically in the future uh there's like yeah there's two groups of elite let's just say one of them actually has like technology that could change the world and one of them doesn't want to release that technology and then one of them is actually like going to be able to release that technology but in doing so is actually going to be uh you know sort of like seen as again quote unquote king or something like that again it's just kind of like it's an interesting idea but again it's just kind of like one of those things that's like way 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 back into uh into the bigger picture of things and another thing uh another thing and this this isn't even like to scare people but again it's just kind of like putting information on the on the table and stuff like that but if we were like talking about you know how this might be part of some sort of like bigger agenda kind of getting into the conspiracy things a lot of people will say that again you know a lot of what is happening right now is actually like happening on purpose in order to be able to like quell some of the overpopulation happening on earth or something like that but again maybe that's not like even like a conspiracy maybe that's like earth doing its own thing like maybe like i don't know like it's hard to say but maybe maybe like there will be circumstances where like there may be like unavoidable uh changes in weather there may be unavoidable catastrophes there may be a decrease in population and things like that like in, i'm i'm not trying to like project this idea of fear but it's just kind of like there's there may be certain things that may happen beyond our control but even still we still have to like move forward with hope we still have to move forward in preparation and we just have to kind of be able to like be prepared for anything while still like aiming for that best possible outcome in the future and things like that so whatever happens whatever happens uh without trying to see it from like a conspiratorial level and stuff like that again like this is the earth and and a lot of people talk about that where it's like we as humans like we're like this virus or we're like a fever and the earth is actually kind of like increasing its temperature in order to be able to like clear out the fever like a lot of people like use that metaphor and things like that so i mean i hate to say it but like if there's like some sort of crazy catastrophe events or, or or again, you know, like suddenly like, you know, half of LA is like underneath water in the future or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But again, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just kind of like, 
how like it, I don't know. It's it's information. It's just information. It's just information, and I just kind of want us to be able to, I guess, in some way, be uh, aware of like what possible realities still could come. Um, but again, to not try to see it as like uh, even still catastrophe, because even still, uh, the fate of destruction is the joy of rebirth, and where there may still be like we almost have to be able to like get ourselves ready for for like potential hard times but still be able to like rebuild uh with hope moving into the future um so yeah again like that's just it, there's a lot of information and everything out there but i just wanted to be able to mention that because again you know i think it's it's it, i only mention it because uh it's just important compared to like kind of like being in a place of naivety uh so to speak so to speak you know and again it's just information but without trying to get too distracted by what ifs let's focus in on like the immediate actions that we can do to change our the way that we're living right now. Dan, I see you uh, got your hand up. I'm going to pass it over to you. Go ahead, Dan. What would you like to add to this conversation? Uh, I guess in regards to some of those, I, I don't know, conspiratorial uh, sort of points, not disregarding all of them completely because there are very powerful people that are uh, influencing things. Like I can just bring up, direct numbers in regards to like the Koch brothers uh putting forth over about 150 million dollars since uh what was it 86 um in directly funding climate change denial groups so like there are very powerful people pushing the opposite way and saying oh this is nothing to worry about and funding these uh i mean they they I guess it's the Koch brother now. So, uh, um, but yeah, like they've been directly funding like the Cato Institute, the Heritage Foundation. Like there's lists of many, many uh, ones. But I, I guess what I've, my point there is they benefit from keeping the system in place. And I think the system, as much as it helps to, uh, change your own patterns of behavior and as much as it helps to like care for your individual impact and that's all really good but the system in place i think uh is a thing that's perpetuating like all of this like the amount of plastics that are in the oceans like we can make an individual choice to not use a plastic bag or something, but that's not going to individually affect, I mean, it will to an extent, but like the uh, like 46%, I think, of uh, plastics in the oceans are from fishing vessels and leaving their nets and stuff, and that's unregulated. Um, so like these systems we can change, and I think as individuals, we can contribute towards changing those systems, but I think uh, I don't know. It, I guess it's almost paradoxical where I think like we almost don't have an impact, but we do at the same time. Like, I, I think the system that we live within and interact within, I think that can change. And, uh, and it's not just like the consumer choices we make. I think it's other forms of activism as well, but yeah, yeah. I guess it's, yeah. <laughs> thanks thank you dan yeah yeah and and again you know like I, I, again like 
the part of the intention for having this discussion is again just be able to kind of put ideas on the table and just kind of like see like what are our thoughts what are our thoughts and stuff like that but again at the same time like not really focusing not that we need to focus too much on like again like kind of like the 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 doom and gloom and things like that but um one thing i'll just say and i'm gonna pass it to sam here is that again you know regardless of the global scale of the world i think one thing that we can have as an objective is to be able to practice like creating like heaven on earth in individual moments, in local locations, in our own backyard and things like that. You know, like heaven on earth doesn't mean that the entire world has to be this utopia, but we can live in like sustainable models in, you know, like very like uh, synergistic models, like where we are in our local community and be able to experience the joy and the bliss of that. Uh, that's a very important thing. And I think that's like a natural thing that we as humans came here to do. And, and again, that's kind of very much, a, you know, people such as Sam, they, they've been dedicating themselves to be able to create models uh, of this for us to be able to learn and study from. So Sam, go, go ahead. I, I'm not exactly sure what you want to reply to, but anything you feel called to go, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess I, I was just, um, I'm not really sure what part I'm replying to either, but uh, it's uh, basically I was thinking about uh, the, the human body. You know, I've been a nutritionist for uh, like seven years now, um, and I'm, I've been in like four different classes every year since I became a nutritionist, so I've been learning new stuff every day. But um, the, the way that the body uh, deals with, with cancer and with, uh, medications, um, in, uh, as opposed to the holistic perspective of allowing the body to heal itself, um, really correlates to what's happening in, on the planet right now. Um, that, you know, when, uh, there's basically two, two approaches to dealing with any disease, um, if there's like a cancer or something is um, unnatural that's occurring, there's a, there's some sort of mutation in the body. Um, there's the approach to slow down the progress of that cancer, which is what chemotherapy does. It's what most homeopathic medicine does. Um, it, the the approach is that we don't know why it was why it's here. We don't know um, how to stop it, but we we can slow it down. Um, and the holistic approach is to sort of embrace whatever, um, whatever necessary suffering that's involved and uh, allow the body to naturally um, purge that substance through processes like fasting and um, basically allowing the body to either preserve all of its cells and trying to, trying to keep each cell alive for as long as possible or being in such a state of abundance that it can destroy cells faster and, and create new healthy cells at a faster rate. Um, so it's, it's, I kind of see that correlating to, to the planet right now. It's almost like we're, we're, we're medicating the problem. We're just trying to slow it down. We're trying to um, put band-aids on it and um, you know, the the training that I went through the science that I study is called orthopathy and uh, it basically translates to proper suffering uh, because the idea is that when uh, people work with me when I work with my clients um, you know we I, I walk them through the symptoms that they're going to go through in their body's natural healing process so that they know not to be afraid of these um, these sometimes scary symptoms that can pop up in the healing process 
And it's like all of that correlates to exactly what needs to happen uh, on a global scale. You know, these these little healing processes are going to be painful and we're going to have to figure out like how to, you know, you know, quickly get our feet under ourselves. But like if we don't, if you just keep slowing, trying to slow the problem down and keep taking medication, you know, it, you're never actually dealing with the problem as it is. It, it, just like it eventually leads to catastrophe in, in the human body, it, it'll do the same thing with the planet. Um, but at the same time, I think it's also important to say that, like, we really don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of science out, scientists out there saying that if we continue on certain trends, we will end up like this. And, like, none of that is proven science. You can't, and no one can tell us exactly how the world is going to be, no matter what changes happen. That's why there's so many denialists out there, because we don't know what might happen if maybe, maybe this is all natural. Maybe, you know, there's so many maybes out there, but um, you know, yeah, basically that, that there's just no, uh, no way of predicting the future. And I think that's important to understand that like, no matter what anyone says, the future is going to be what the future is. And that's why it's important to focus on self-care and creating as much harmony in your own life with your own family, with your own loved ones as possible. You know um, every little decision that we make, every vote that we have with our dollar, you know, when people talk about business people running things and, and making decisions, you know, business people do things because business makes them money, you know, and I'm an entrepreneur, I've been studying business, you know, a long time and, you know, conflict creates good business and uh, getting people arguing with each other is good business. And, you know, the, the more uh, black and white people see the argument, the more products you can sell to either, either side, you know, the more predictable you can make people's behavior, the easier it is to sell them products. So basically, if we can create minor catastrophes, we know exactly how people are going to respond to those catastrophes and we can better, you know, the, that's how, eventually that's how crazy business gets, you know, you get really up to the top and you have to manipulate entire populations to, to create the, the results that you're looking for. So, um, yeah, I kind of, you know, it, it is, it is very convoluted and hard to see where our impact is, but like, you know, that's why I really try to get people to stop looking at what their impact, you know, what their global impact is or what's happening in, in other places, because we, we really narrow our focus down and focus on our own you know, what we call the golden age, you know, creating our own golden age in our own lives. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, that protects us that, that, you know, it doesn't insulate us from the world, but that, that protects us enough that we can feel confident going out and uh, sharing our experience with others and, and talking about our beliefs. Um, like a lot of people just get beaten down. They get, you know, any passion that they had beaten out of them. And, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's kind of sad to see, but it's, it's because of that lack of self-care, trying to give and give and give a lot of, you know, the activists that I work with are the best people in the world, but like, you know, you, you gave 150% of yourself and that you're sort of half a person now because you, you ran out and that, that recovery process, most people are in this state of like being at 50% and they're still trying to give more and more. Um, so, you know, that, that's, really like learning to take a nature retreat and to um, plant some trees, get your hands in the ground, you know, like um, the, the, the impact that we make like that is not measurable in statistics. We can't really, can't like 
you know, science can't tell us what kind of impact that's really making, but at the same time, you can't deny that it's making incredible impacts. Also wanted to mention that uh, China right now is paying people to plant trees. They have like an ent entire workforce that like, you know, thousands of people that are, that instantly overnight became tree planters because government said, hey, we got to plant trees. Um, you know, and when you look at old pictures of like the redwoods, you know, teams teams of 80 people that were required to cut down one tree because of how massive they were. Um, this was, you know, long time ago and when photography just just started. Um, and the it, it, it's it's crazy to think that like we're cutting down small trees right now to build houses to that we have to constantly rebuild and 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 focus on you know like protecting and making sure they last 50 years or whatever. But if we just let the trees grow to their full potential, our houses could be symbiotically embedded within the trees, like elven, you know, what we talk about with elven communities, and um, you know, that's a that's a real possibility. That that's almost like obvious that people would have done that if there were massive trees that were available to do that with. Like, why wouldn't we do that? The tree, trees don't die. You know, they'll, they'll continue to grow and get stronger even with us living in them. Um, and we have this like cycle of just grow tiny trees, cut them down, waste a lot of wood, waste a lot of energy. Um, and same with the, the plastic bag and paper bag issue. Like a lot of people, you know, the, the energy required to make these products, it has to be taken into account. Yes, plastic is not good and we don't want to contribute to more plastic waste, but does the paper bag that I'm opting for instead cost eight times more in carbon emissions to create than the plastic bag did? So am I really benefiting? Am I, am I getting taken advantage of in another way by just going for the paper bag over, over the plastic bag? And that's why I'm really big into reusables too. Like Brennan keeps saying, you know, it's, you know, that's really what it comes down to is like, you know, this, you know, this hat is homemade, you know, it, when you make something yourself and you know how it's made and you can do it again, you know, you, 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 you know, it becomes way more valuable to you. And that that's something that you can't like, it's hard to teach people what they're going to learn by coming to us because that, that when you start being self-reliant and taking care of every little aspect of your life, you know, from, you know, you, you want to go to the bathroom, well, you have to take out the compost buckets, you have to know where they go, you have to know that process, you have to know how that integrates with the earth, um, you know, just to go to the bathroom at our place, you know, like that, that's a, it, it really is empowering, you know, the first couple of years we were living there, and we, we had everything planned out, and it was really, uh, like, annoying almost to do all these chores, we weren't used to it, we're city kids, you know, we grew up on computers, um, and, but then like, like I realized a few years later when I, we got into a fight over who gets to take out the, the compost and who gets to do, who gets to do the chores. And like, it was funny because all of a sudden we were like fighting over who gets to do it because it became this like really intimate act of like just connecting with the earth and, and taking care of, and you know, it's, it's, it's like you're taking care of the entire planet and you sort of don't you don't get that connection on a daily basis living in a city or you know going to the places that are designated for us to go to for nature activities you know it's like you know we, we kind of we, we we gain something very quickly by fully dedicating ourselves to a natural lifestyle and not like half-assing it or compromising here and there and that's why i really recommend nature retreats if you can go somewhere to like really unplug and dive in the way you know like 
as fully as we can. That's it's um, that's a life changing experience. That's pretty much all I had to say. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. And absolutely. Um, I do want to be able to kind of like segue that into uh, some other topics that I want us to be able to focus on and read some comments from the ca- from the chat. And then we'll get close to uh, wrapping up the broadcast. We're going to wrap it up probably within the next half hour. Uh, Louis, thank you so much. for Louis, did you want to just say goodnight, express any gratitude before you head out? If you would like to do that, please feel free. Yeah, sorry yeah, for that little delay. No, thank you. This is this no is a lot of fun. Um, I definitely learned a lot, especially you, Sam. You've been you're killing it with all this stuff that you're doing. I want to learn a little bit more. Um, I will be checking out the page that Brendan posted on the YouTube thread. I already have that favorited. Um, I'm sorry that I didn't get to hear more about you, Erica, but I'm sure I'll, I'll be seeing you soon. I'm, I'm very confident about that. Dan, always a pleasure hearing you. Um, I do I. I don't think we got too much into detail, but I'm sure there's more that we could do. What I'm trying to get at essentially here is that I am I'm very eager to collaborate. I'm not leaving you out, Ariana. Very impressed by you as well. We've been over this. But I do want to collaborate with everyone. I, I want to learn more about what other people are doing, get more involved. Um, as I get better with my knee, I've been working on myself in, internally as well. And like everyone else on this on this broadcast, I, 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 want to, I want to give back. I want to answer the calling. I want to make a change, be, be significant and, and, and give back. Well, I don't give back is a loose term. It's not like we owe, it's part of us. So let's just be us, be mother nature, be earth and just be as one. So that's what I want to spend more time doing, but yes. Enjoy the rest of the call. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Sweet, Louie. Louie, I just want to say one thing just before you head out. First of all, thank you for for joining us again. And uh, what I did want to be able to get into as we get close to wrapping this broadcast is again, you know, like, what can we do? What can we do as community? What can we do as individuals? What can we do as leaders? And one thing that really came to mind and just kind of like leave this as a thought for Louis to go with is that, you know, in addition to, you know, what we can do in terms of like habits, you know, and what can we change in relationship to how we live our life and stuff like that. I think one thing that we can focus on doing is focus on creating experiences, focus on creating community experiences. And that's where things like nature walks, nature hikes, picking up garbage, collecting you know garbage as we go on nature hikes having you know places like just the idea of having nature reserves and things like that i think things like that are like meditating in the woods experiences that are going to be able to invite people to be able to connect deeper with the earth with themselves with their own heart i think is very important so i just wanted to be able to mention that to you louis um because again you know maybe maybe uh once you're like back up and, and walking and stuff like that you know i'd love to be able to go on some nature hikes and you know that would be a cool thing for us to be able to do as community together as well so cool all right louis thanks again man and and rest up and we'll be seeing you around dude thanks guys thanks again. I was definitely interested we'll see you soon Cheers. All right. Much love. Cool. All right. So like I said, I did want to be able to uh, shift the focus as we start moving towards the end of the broadcast on again, you know, like where's the hope in this? Uh, How does this, we've already kind of talked about how this kind of relates to our bigger shift in consciousness. And this is about, you know, our awakening and everything again, but again, what can we do as leaders? How can we move forward with positive action and hope? So for everybody here, start kind of thinking about something like that. Cause I wanted to just kind of go around the circle again. Um, But I did just want to take a moment here to read some of the comments uh, in the chat. And thank you again, everyone, so much for your comments in the chat as well. Okay, so there's a, there's a little bit here. So this is gonna take a little bit uh, just to read through this. 
but again it's your it's important for everybody here to be able to have their voice heard so going back up uh quite a ways up <clears throat> Uh, Starwitch says, uh, this is from like way back <clears throat> being gray, <clears throat> being gray doesn't mean that we can't strive for bringing about our greatest version. If anything, it is the definition of balance in living in harmony with nature. And absolutely. That's kind of, again, that's kind of like one of the things that I want to focus on is that, you know, how can we focus on cultivating harmony? How can we focus on cultivating harmony? Cause kind of what Sam was saying, you know, we don't really know what the future holds. And even still like with all of the science and with all of the predictions and things like that, it's like, what do we really know though? Like there's so much stuff where it's like, yes, it, we have researches, we have like all this information, but it's still, it's hard for us to really know. But what we can know is that by bringing ourselves into harmony is the solution because that is what will change our habits and that is what will change our perspective and that is what will change our heart. Uh, so Paul, Paul Richardson, Paul, one of our recent uh, Patreon supporters, thank you so much for being here again tonight. Uh, he says, I think it's a lack of education. Most people are not aware of a better way to be. They only know the way they are indoctrined to by their environment. So more access to honest and open education is a start for a better direction. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. And again, I, I agree. I think like that's where for us as leaders, as we start creating again, experiences for community or just kind of being able, being a part of ones that are already happening and things like that, being there in conversation, being able to support youth, being able to hold conversation with people who are curious about this. Uh, super, super important. Uh, da, 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 da. And Ariana says, uh, that's why we need to speak up and start educating. <laughs> well said, Ariana. <laughs> so, and uh, 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 yeah, so again, education, education, absolutely important. And again, not just, and again, I think, I think the, the education is also like the spiritual education. Like again, and that's where you look at like the native traditions and stuff like that. Like seriously, we should, we should be like if, if you were to just go to any of like the the aboriginals and just be like what do we need to do right now they would be like we need to be able to remember who we are again we need to know thyself because that will give us the clarity in terms of like all the other things moving forward and give us the context it will help us see the bigger story uh Paul also says, however, we have to remain humble. We have a tendency to want to teach others when we ourselves are still students and we can share what we learn along the way. But I think uh, we can do harm if we teach the wrong ideas or concept or concepts we don't fully understand. Absolutely. So I think that's that's a big part of it, too, is by showing up as students and leaders. So I'm just going to kind of read through this really quick. I'm not going to comment too much on everything. The e Star Witch says the easiest way to remain humble is to see oneself and everything else as awesome, which makes us all about average. <laughs> well said. Uh, Emma says habit change equals no climate change. Uh, da -da -da -da. Yeah. So and, and again, even the even the con even the concept of climate change. It's interesting because I'm starting to think about that not so much as like the external climate, but like our internal climate. You know, what is our internal climate like? Like, how does that feel? And how can we kind of create like, you know, a more harmonious harmonize inner climate so let that kind of mean what it means to you uh mlk says um we need a culture with good ideas based on love and we can flip the world to one of more healing again so yeah being able to approach it from that love place opposed to you know kind of like the greed uh narrative which has been you know running for a while and again we're obviously that's not 
that's not working the for everyone uh that mok says that includes healing of all people ocean and everything uh emma says uh this makes me so sad they need to be more popular um i'm not 100 sure what emma was referring to there but emma also says uh emma says she has a facebook climate group uh called emma tyson forward slash climate change and uh emma i'll i'll put that into the show notes as well if you would like let me know if you want me to put that into the show notes and we can do that so more people uh can connect to your group there as well and again i think that's great that again emma a young activist is being able to create space for other people to be able to get educated about these topics because as much as emma is like getting involved with this i guarantee there's probably like you know 80 90 percent of all the other students in her grade who just aren't really thinking about this they might know about it but they might not really know what to do and to have someone as emma making it accessible is very very valuable so emma thank you again for for helping be uh, a leader here and 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 for emma for you here i want you to, to just be able to know that like we see you as equal you know like even though you're you're younger generation and things like that like you are equal and we are all part of the same team and we are all here for the same purpose so thank you emma for like showing up as who you are to be able to help reach the people that you can reach because you'll be able to reach people that we won't be able to reach and so it's great for us to be able to like give some form of mentorship and support to be able to help inspire you and create that ripple effect as you continue to inspire others so uh definitely the intergenerational thing goes both ways multiple you know just collective inspiration all around uh Star Witch says, too positive and then addressing a negative, uh, a compliment sandwich, some would call it. Okay, I'm just, I'm probably not going to read all of these. Um, da, 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 da. So yeah, so this is a paradigm shift. Uh, Paul was talking about, this was going back to like the idea of like the stress stuff. I think I, we were talking about it then. He says, uh, it's not what you say, but how you say it. If you want someone to receive your message, then you cannot attack them or else their mind will go into defense mode. Absolutely agree. And I think that's totally what's happening. Again, people are, are hearing what Greta's saying and they're taking it as a personal attack on their way of life. And they're not actually hearing what she's saying because they're in defense mode, right? So they're not actually like hearing it with their heart. So um, so again, let that be an example to just kind of like show that there are other ways for us to be able to do it. And that's where, again, I wish I could like, kind of like, just like talk to Greta, but again, I'm sure Greta is like, not always like, she doesn't want to be this person who's seen as like an angry, you know, young teenage girl and stuff like that. I'm sure she, she and herself is also like a very joyful person that can have like a very level headed conversation, but she's also aware that sometimes you have to use certain tactics in order to be able to get through the thick headedness of politicians and corporations. Uh, Emma says, act like people, not animals wait i forgot animals don't ruin their own home <laughs> well said Emma. um da, 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 da. okay perfect is an ideal not a consistency aim for perfect just uh just don't hit it <laughs> um da, 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 da. benny says animals cannot build or change their environment as well as us this is our gift we need to learn how to properly use it so absolutely again like we are uh intellectual animals commonly known as human and we need to be able to take responsibility for this i'm sure if the dolphins could do more they probably would be doing more and i'm sure if the orangutans could do more they probably would be doing more so again, you know, like this, this is the global climate crisis is interesting because it really puts every single thing that's happening into one discussion, you know, like, it's like, oh, like, cause normally, you know, it's like, okay, what are we protesting today? It's like, okay, like, you know, uh, overfishing of sharks. Okay. Oh yeah. That's a thing. It's like pollution in the ocean. Okay. Yeah. That's a thing. Burning the rainforest. Yeah. That's a thing. Uh, animal agriculture. Okay. That's a thing, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, how we're treating our animals on a regular basis and how we're like destroying their homes and things like that. And, and just like like not recycling as much everything everything here kind of like adds up into the global climate 
thing. And I think that's why, again, it's even interesting that like when you look at kind of like where the narrative is going in consciousness, the rainforest fire was kind of like leading us into this. You know, it was kind of like it wouldn't have, if the rainforest thing came after where we are now, like it almost wouldn't make sense. So you can almost understand there's like a bit of a script here where the rainforest was like kind of getting us into this. Like it's like, OK, yeah, like this is a thing. This is a thing. But it was very focused on a particular subject matter. And again, also focused on being able to help create, you know, more responsibility within people who are in charge. But now it's like the next level. So uh, where does it go beyond global climate change? Um, maybe it does. Well, again, you know, I think it just goes to like how we relate to each other. And, and hopefully again, you know, hopefully from here, uh, I would love to just kind of like see more rallies where again, it's just being able to focus on creating unity and being able to celebrate the human experience and being able to celebrate new ways of being and new ways of living and new education. Maybe they don't have to be protest quite in the same way, but maybe they're more focused on celebration and education and things like that. So instead of just saying, this is what we don't want, let's start focusing our energies on being able to say, this is what we are doing. This is what we do want. Right. So again, that's kind of, that's kind of the big thing that I know a lot of people, they, they have troubles with the protest because it's like what you, what you resist persists is, is that idea. Right. And you can't just like change hate with hate. So we have to be able to like alchemize things, be social alchemists and bring our love into this. And again, lead by example through, uh, you know, showing what we want and, and living that. So I'm just going to scroll through a little bit here. Emma says, we love our children. Just, uh, just let's take their future, uh, right from under them. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of like a satirical thing she's saying. Right. So it's like, it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, we totally love our children, but we don't give a shit about their future. Like that's, that's basically how a lot of adults are kind of like living. But again, I don't think a lot of adults want to actually be living that way. I think again, like they're in some ways, like, like there's like, again, it's like, you seriously you see some adults and and they're just like they don't really know what to do and it's not like they're they're like happy about where things are at like you know you talk to my parents and they're just kind of like yeah sorry about that like uh yeah like we didn't do it on purpose but i don't know what else to do right so it's like again blaming our parents blaming the other generation uh doesn't really solve it instead we need to be able to invite them to be a part of the discussion and invite them to be a part of the solution and help them get excited about that mom dad let's go pick up garbage right like again right like that's it's those things that are gonna help lead by example like i put up a post the other day about me picking up garbage in the forest and people love that like even like older people were just like yo that's so cool that's that's just awesome i love seeing younger kids do that and stuff like that right so it's like does that change the global climate crisis yes it does because it gives an example of what others can do and it creates a story that shows people care and it allows other people to say that they too care it's cool to care, you know, like, and I think that's kind of thing. I talk about this even in the video for the climate strike. I'm like, what do we need? We need to care. And how do we make people care again by reminding them of their connection to the earth, to know thyself and to make it fun, make it exciting, make it an experience where going out and picking up, picking up trash in the forest is actually a very rewarding experience. It's actually a very enriching soul nurturing experience. It becomes less of a chore and more of something where it's like you rising in responsibility, you rising into your duty and just being like, Ooh, this is like, this is cool. And it's not just about cleaning up that forest, but it's a being able to create a story that invites other people to be able to say, I can do that too. And it becomes accessible. You know, that's the little things that we need. So again, if we were to try to solve the global climate crisis, let's, let's maybe just spend a little bit of time focusing on cleaning up our local forests. 
And again, and that's about being able to reestablish our relationship with our environment. That is like, that is the solution as well. And everything else kind of echoes out of that. Uh, okay, just gonna go a little bit further here. Uh, if we, uh, Starwitch says, if we see the earth as aware and our mother, she may at times have to be stern and in some cases allow her children uh, that don't respect her to bring it to their attention. So yeah, again, kind of talking about like, you know, seeing the earth kind of like in the same way, almost for like as a human consciousness. And what does the mother do? Like when the kid's misbehaving, like sometimes it needs to like slap them on the wrist. And, and I'm not like literally saying that, but you know, it needs to get their attention. It needs to like, you know, put them in timeout. It needs to take away their video games. It needs to take away their distractions, right? Like that, 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 so this use this as a metaphor, right? Say there's like a mother and the kid and the room is a mess, but the kid's just playing call of duty all day. What would the mother do? sorry, but no more call of duty until you clean your room. That's it. That's the rules. I'm making the rules here. So right now we have to kind of like see that as a metaphor that we are distracted by our fascinations. And I think this is a big thing. Like this is actually what a big part of the problem is, is the fact that we are too distracted by our fascinations and our fascinations are keeping us asleep. And we talked about this even in the dream class broadcast, where it's our fascinations that continue to keep us in this sleepwalking state. So people are in the sleepwalking state where they just go from one fascination to the next, to the next, to the next, and they don't really see the big picture. They don't see the ramifications of their actions and they don't really care about it because it's not a part of their story but once you kind of either remove their fascinations or give them something else to give their focus to and get them caring and get them excited about and stuff like that suddenly they start to wake up and so this is again this is a multi metaphysical thing where it's also about being able to help people wake up within the dream to snap out of the sleep and to also be able to snap into more of their sovereignty as well uh Paul says, we absolutely have an impact on our system. If we choose to stop supporting some of those corporations, these systems, uh, they are already in place. Then we can make an impact on our system. Again, absolutely. I agree. Like if we were to demand change and stuff like that, you know, like if it's just like, we want more vegan options, we want more vegan options. Like that's actually been happening. And what are we seeing? More vegan options. And this is again about being able to change our habits, change our lifestyle. Um, da, 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 da. Emma says, we need more people trying than less people doing it right. Absolutely, Emma. I think that's very wise. Again, you know, like I think a lot of people are just like, I don't know how to do it right, so I'm not going to try. But I, again, I think Emma, you've really hit it on the head there that we just need people to still try. We need people to try to make a difference. And then we figure it out as we go. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice and metaphors is this idea that you can't steer a parked car. Uh, let me re-clarify. You can't steer a parked electric car. Let's just say that, right? But again, it's basically this idea that you, you kind of, you, you got to start going and then you figure it out as you go type thing, opposed to never moving at all, right? Because that's not going to change anything. Paul says, we have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Absolutely. Uh, going back up, Paul also says, I think a holistic approach to help heal the cancer-ridden body is to change the environment of the body to create an environment that doesn't allow the cancer to spread by depriving it of what it needs. So if we can change the environment of the body to reduce the rate at which the cancer can spread, we can, we can apply a similar method to the earth. When you plant a flower and the flower doesn't grow properly, you don't change the flower, you change the environment in which it lives. Absolutely. Right. And, and again, that's kind of what Sam was talking about. We're seeing the earth as, as a, a microcosm of the macrocosm. And if we were to look at it as a physical body, if you were to look at it as cancer and stuff like that, when does cancer thrive? It thrives in an acidic environment. Right. So right now we need to be able to bring in more of a balanced holistic environment right we need to remove the quote-unquote acid and so the acid can just be thought of as like our kind of our habits 
and 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 the way that we're just kind of like using things in the way that we do right so um yeah so again in the same way that we can change our habits to change what we eat to change our body to rid the environment to change the environment so that cancer can't thrive we can do that here and again it's not just like the cancer isn't even just like the the global climate crisis and things are changing the cancer is the 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 thought process the mind the way we see things right if people are just like well joey doesn't care so why should i care joey litters so i'm gonna litter too and sam down the street yeah man he just like eats all sorts of stuff and doesn't think about it and stuff and but but up but up but up but up so suddenly like who we're around starts becoming an excuse for how we act and that's where we need to change because again we need to be able to start calling people on their bullshit but also at the same time inviting them to be able to live a better life that's actually going to be even even more more enjoyable for them uh just like a little quick sense of like a little element of hope I, there's a new documentary that's coming out called game changers and it's basically about a bunch of professional athletes that are adopting a vegan diet and i think it's really cool because none of it is about this like sort of again the quote-unquote preachy approach where it's like you know do this to help save the environment and stuff like that their approach is actually and it's kind of interesting is you know selling them on the idea that if they eat a, a plant-based diet it will increase their performance as athletes right so if you were to be able to convince someone and just be able to be like hey i could give you food that would actually be like just as tasty as any of the meat you're eating now and you would feel better and you would be able to perform better and maybe it would increase like you know like sell them on something that they care about maybe it'll increase like your your, your sexual performance or things like that right like what if they were to just create like it's like it's like animal pro like you know it's like animal products da, 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 but like try new like plant-based protein so that you can please your partner and things like that like so if you give them an idea to sell them on if you give them this idea of being able to because we're we're selfish beings right so i think that's the idea if, if you can get into the mind of a human and convince them to do something for their own betterment for almost to feed their own ego then they'll be like okay like i'll sweet i'll do that so again that's why the athletes it's just like it's like maybe they care about the animals maybe they don't but if you were to tell them hey if you eat this you're gonna get millions more dollars because you're gonna be the top player on your team then they'll be like sweet yeah okay that's an easy decision so again it's just kind of interesting how uh, the mentality is kind of shifting across multiple spectrums and we're getting a lot of people uh who are who are living example of this and again i do think that the the we haven't really fully touched touch upon this but again for those of you who aren't fully aware uh the animal agricultural industry based on the based on the science based on the information based on the documentaries is basically one of the leading causes of CO2 being released into the atmosphere because of all the energy and because of all the cows that are constantly being like farmed and are constantly releasing cow farts into the atmosphere. So yes, one of the leading causes of CO2 is cow farts. If you didn't know that, now you do. And, and I, I guess a lot of people don't know that, but a lot of people already do. And again, that that knowledge has only kind of come to the surface probably in the last four years, uh, five years. There's a movie Cowspiracy. It really hit upon this. A lot of people kind of saw that and everything like that. Um, and again, just being able to understand that the amount of like water and energy that it takes to create like a single pound of beef uh, is like substantially more than you would even like think to imagine and things like that. So again, there's so much energy that's going uh, into just like the animal animal agricultural industry and just by again changing the way we eat, will it reduce the amount of farms that that are happening and stuff like that? That might take time, but again, it's also about being able to change our mindset, changing our habit, and also being able to change the fact that, you know, we're living a life where we are aligned with our virtues and we care. We care about the earth. 
we care about animals, we care about ourselves, we care about the example that we're setting for humans, right? So it's like, again, it's kind of, we got to walk our walk, we got to talk our talk. And, and one of the things that I actually wanted to be able to invite us within this broadcast is to invite each of us here to just be able to say, you know, like, what are some things within my life that maybe I can be doing differently? I want us to actually take a moment here to acknowledge within ourselves things that we could be doing better, but not from a place of shame, but actually from a place of just acknowledging it, seeing what it is, and then using that as a place to be able to call us into accountability. So again, you know, there's, if you're going to be a person who's like showing up to care for the world and stuff like that, do your best to bring that into alignment with your everyday action. So don't just be like, dude, I care about the earth so much. And then you just go and like eat super shitty food and create all sorts of waste and stuff like that. Like that's not like that alignment isn't fully there. So when you, when you change what you eat on your plate, when you change like the products you're buying and stuff like that, and when you change your lifestyle, it actually, in a sense, becomes like a form of social protest uh, in a way. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, don't just do it because someone else is watching you. What you do when no one else is watching you is the most important thing because that is the pattern and that is like the truth that you are creating within your own heart. And I'm sure it's again, it's it's a reality of an experience. Probably a lot of people, they might kind of like to talk about awesome things. And then like once no one's watching and stuff like that, they probably just kind of like do other things that are probably, again, not even something that they might be proud about. But again, it's like, old programs that they're starting to like get out of the habit of old vices that they're still holding on to. You know, there's probably people that are just like, dude, like, honestly, like I don't want to eat meat, but I still do it. And it's because my parents do it and I'm around it and it's hard not to do it and stuff like that. But again, you know, like just by being able to know that you are not alone to know that there are other people in this broadcast, you are listening to this, you are a part of the collective momentum and I invite all of us to live our life as social protests and not even in social protests, just live the life that, that like, you know, choose to be the change you wish to see and do it when no one's watching and do that as a practice and do that as a gift to yourself because that is something that is gonna plant a very powerful seed in your heart to the point where eventually it just becomes second nature. And it becomes an everyday way of being. And then when you have those conversations with a kid and you're telling them about all the things that they should be doing, you're not thinking in the back of your mind, God, I'm such a freaking hypocrite type thing. You know, like you want to be able to give yourself that gift of showing up with integrity, showing up as an example, while at the same time, still being gentle with yourself and still allowing the fact that, you know, we're, we're transmuting a lot of old programs and it's going to take time. But when we have the targets, when we have the objective, when we have something to work towards, that is what help guides us. So again, for everybody here, I invite you to kind of give yourself that target of just being able to be like, I, and what is the target? I want to be more in harmony with the world and myself. I think that's all it needs to be. I think if we just narrow it down to that, everything else comes out of that as well. So I'm going to keep reading here. If anybody else, if you guys resonate with that, just drop some 11 11s again. And that's just kind of that's just kind of like spirit talking through us and stuff like that. So that's consciousness just saying what it needs to be, what it needs to hear. So uh, Benny G says the corporations are just going to do what's the cheapest, which favors what is established. If you can make eco-friendly cheaper alternatives to get them out there, that is one of the best solutions. Absolutely. I think that is huge. And again, that's where we need the people with lots of money being able to like invest in alternative resources and technologies and stuff like that. So uh, absolutely. The corporations, like they're the ones that set the example. So it says, 
Benny says, the corporations are not evil, just as uh, efficient as they can be at their given purpose. So again, I, I agree. I think like the people who are running these corporations, like it's not like they're like, you know, like some evil villain who's like, eh, heh, 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 I'm destroying the environment. Eh, heh, heh. It's more just like, dude, this was probably inherited to me. It was probably a system that began a long time. And now it's just kind of like this machine that's kind of running itself. And it's like this thing that's kind of gotten out of control. And we don't even know how to stop it if we wanted to type thing. And that's kind of the thing. So instead of, you know, trying to change the, the, the current system, we need to be able to create the new system. You know, Buckminster Fuller talks about that create the new models for a new way of living and things like that. So, um, and again, and I think we are starting to see that and we're going to start seeing more of that. And again, it happens with the conversations we're having here. Uh, MLK says nothing matters. I have lived like that. It didn't go well. Now I live. Now I live like everything I do matters. Absolutely. Again, like every step is like a mindful step of like you are making love to the earth. I think Rumi talks about that. Like every step you take is like making love to the earth with your feet. It's protein in their muscles. Why not skip the middleman? Yeah. Again, that's one of the things that comes up in game changers, right? It's just like, we always have this, this idea. It's like, Oh, if you eat meat, you'll be as strong as an ox. And then it's just like, well, what does the ox eat? Oh, right. Plants. Right. So it's just kind of, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So again, I think by being able to, to make like to have people in influence such as athletes, such as celebrities, such as people like Leonardo DiCaprio and, you know, like people like that being able to make it cool to care about the environment. That's changing things. You know, when we look to our stars, our Hollywood stars, those are like astrological archetypes that are reflecting back to us. And the shift in consciousness is happening through them as well. So I think we start to see hope when we start to see our stars starting to realign themselves and starting to reflect things back. And suddenly, people are just like oh wait if the my favorite football player is eating vegan meals maybe i should do it too because i want to be like them type thing so it's like people are so freaking impressionable and that's why we need the people in influence to be able to like set those new examples and again they need to be able to care about it in the first place so yeah it's like make saving the worker web if you guys saw check out the paradigm shift central website there's a one of the shift entries there is a, a music video called planet vegan by our friend parker webb and he was on like the uh, open mic jam that we did a few weeks ago and stuff like that but it's a song like all about living vegan and it's like a hip-hop like you know like flow tree type song and it's super cool so again i think for us as media creators we should focus on doing that let's focus on like kind of like fo you know like creating memes and creating content that intentionally like makes caring about the world cool without it having to be preachy because that's the thing right like like what does what does a good leader look like a good leader is not just like someone who's just like be like you should do this you should do this you should do this a good leader is like i'm gonna do this and whoever wants to come with me Let's do it together. You know, like I'm leading by example and this is a party and you are invited and this is fun because if you're just trying to tell people what to do, like that's, that's like a dictator. That's not really a leader in, in a sense. So we need more people who are leading and leading by example. And again, that's why it's important because when you bring harmony into your own way of life, you allow yourself to level up as a leader and you increase your influence as a leader within your community. So again, I shout out to everyone who's being a leader where they are. Um, but, but, but yeah, so again, just talking about the meat thing, 55 gallons for one pound of beef. Uh, yeah, but it also takes 1.1 gallons to grow a single almond. Yeah, so again, there's like a lot of stuff. So we can uh, definitely just find more ways to be able to help create, uh, you know, more sustainable resources and food and everything that we're eating. There's, it's there, it's there. But again, just being aware of the problems 
they and them that in itself like the problems are the solutions is, is what we talk about so by being aware of it we can create the solutions so that's caught up on the chat there if anybody else has any other comments please feel free to drop them in uh emma if you're still there please feel free to let us know if there's any other comments you want to share and we'll definitely read those as well and so again i want to be able to bring us close to to the uh moving into the the exit of the broadcast here and just kind of you know what are what are some what are some ways that we can move forward as leaders kind of going off what i was talking about and also inviting each person here, you know, just kind of take a moment to reflect. What are some ways that you can change how you're living to be more in harmony with the earth and the self? And I want you to just practice, just practice being radically honest with yourself. And, and we'll just kind of see what comes out of that. Because again, I think if we just ignore it, then it will just continue, right? But if we're just like, oh, okay, like actually, you know, there's little things I can do and stuff like that. One of the things, I'll just say this uh more cold showers yeah i like the idea that taking cold showers can somehow like create you know like less environmental damage and stuff like that and save energy and things like that how much it will make i don't know but cold showers in themselves are a great thing just for being able to like help us rise into more of our own vitality and uh, mental acuity uh as well so all right let's uh move move through the discussion here so uh who would like to kind of talk about again what can we do as leaders moving forward how can we help write this story like what is the story that we are writing and the story we are writing is the idea of like helping people and okay i'll just say this because i've said this before where are we leading people to you know what what is our objective here we are leading people where are we leading people to to simplify it we are leading people back to their own heart we are leading people back to the wisdom of our own heart and so how do we do that what does that look like and how can we move forward manifesting and, and just being like more in harmony with ourselves with the earth so again, one of the things I was talking about is by being able to focus on creating experiences, you know, organizing meetup groups for youth, for adults alike, and going on like hikes, doing meditation in nature, going on like camping retreats, spending time in park, being able to just like go on like nature foraging treks and things like that. Maybe have like some, some, uh, you know, like waste-free picnics, uh, some like vegan potlucks, uh, things like that. Some like charity events where you can bring out speakers and educate people and also have it as fundraisers and things like that. Uh, you can create events inside your college to be able to help bring people together. And again, bring in like create opportunity for people to be able to share the ways in which they're helping change the world and give people a platform for them to get passionate about helping share their wisdom and their knowledge, uh, connect with elders go to you find your like local kind of like eco villages where you are you know maybe even interview people create media for it get the knowledge out there as well so again those are just some of the ideas anybody who wants to jump in next uh go ahead how can we move forward as leaders to be able to create more harmony moving forward with the story so if anybody wants to just raise a thumb go ahead and we'll pass it over to you sam whenever you're ready don't forget to volunteer with your local nonprofit organizations. Yeah. Do you want to expand on, again, just kind of other ideas, practical tips for the people listening to this? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much, you know, hit the nail. Uh, you know, I, I don't, There, there's really nothing, there's no wrong answer to that. You know, I, I, get, I, get, I went to a, a retreat just a couple of weeks ago and, uh, a bunch of engineers got together and like they are designers and they help, you know, design products and equipment and, and our whole world and the way our whole world works. And they feel really responsible for what's going on on in the world. But um, they were that, asking that question, you know, what do we do? What do we, what, what can we do at home? What can we take home with us? And I was like, just do more of this, 
each of us can now go host our own retreats in our own towns. Each of us can start these conversations with people that we know in, in our own towns. You know, it's just, it's like you said about making it cool. It's about talking about it. It's about, you know, just make, you know, being like unapologetically yourself, you know, taking it to, you know, you, you, you feel this is important and you, you demonstrate that through your actions on a daily basis in whatever way you can, you know, and, you know, I've been doing this for over 20 years and like it's still learning and learning. Like there's so many rabbit holes you go down you think you're doing the healthy thing. You think you're doing the environmentally friendly thing. And like you do it for years until you do a little bit more research, a little bit more research, a little bit more research. And you find out that you were contributing to something that you didn't want to be contributing to. And, and then you're, you're, you, but it's, that's the process. You just keep learning and you keep changing and you keep, um, you know, you don't beat yourself up for it. You just, you know, we, we do the best we can every day and um, you know, just knowing that we're doing the best we can, making that decision to do the best we can every day, that sets the stage, you know, and then from there, you know that every day is going to get better and better because, it, you know, today is a new day and it's the best that you that you are, so it's better than it was yesterday. So we just keep moving along that way, keep making better decisions, um, learning more and more, and yeah, the, the whole world of Haven, one day, that's what we're going for. Absolutely. No, I think that's awesome, man. And, and, and again, absolutely. I, I think it's important for us to just be able to acknowledge that like we are still learning and, and, and where we were yesterday is where we were yesterday. But again, let's just kind of keep taking those positive steps forwards and just, you know, we're exactly we're exactly where we need to be in order to be able to get to where we are going. And, and today is a great day to start. You know, so Sam, I also wanted to just be able to check um, anything uh, again, going back to that question. What are some like ways that we could make additional changes or shifts uh, in, in our current lifestyles? And Sam, obviously, you're 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 doing a great job of living, uh, you know, a lifestyle that is very harmonized. However, do you feel there are ways that you would like to be able to improve that harmony even further for yourself? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, uh there's a lot of, you know, we, we call it eco-consciousness instead of eco-friendliness because, you know, it, there's a certain uh, acceptable level of compromise that you, that we come to, you know, and, you know, we're, we're uh, our goal is really health and well-being above everything else. And we're trying to make sure that people are healthy enough to actually give a crap about the environmental issues that are going on. Um, because when people are sick, they don't, you know, are not feeling well, that, that, that takes precedence. Um, so, it, you know, it, a lot of times, um, you know, like just things like bananas, for example, you know, like the, the environmental cost of shipping bananas to New York is astronomical, you know, but uh, they're an extremely nutritious food source. And in the middle of winter, when unfortunately we've developed societies where we're trying to survive in uninhabitable climates in the winter, you know, the ability to ship produce around, um, you know, the ability to, to truck things and to, to fly things and to take things by boat from where the, um, you know, like we, uh, there's a certain acceptable level of compromise. But like I said, every day is about, you know, taking that position that you were in and just trying to make it one step better, you know, one step towards the eco-friendly, uh, you know, ideal, not that you'll ever be eco-friendly and, you know, all the way. Uh, the, our life's, our lives are, uh, you know, part of it is to take 
the the resources and and use them and you know where we are part of nature as well our activity is also considered natural um so you know we it, it's really just a matter of uh like, like i said just taking it one step at a time you know I, there are times where you know i i don't eat certain things i don't control you know like being vegan you know there's there's we just talked about the water issue. Like a lot of people are, you know, they, they, they find one statistic and they jump on it because, you know, it sounds extreme. Like we're using a lot of water to take care of cows and cattle. And, um, but then you find out that we're using way more water to produce almonds and almonds are a vegan food. So, uh, you know, like everything has its pros and cons. And I think it's really important to, to recognize that and to whenever you're, whenever we think that we're, um, like we really believe we're making a good decision or, or the right decision, again, this good versus evil aspect, to really look at the other side of, what's, of what the argument is and try to look at the, if, what the cons are to the decisions that we're making, who, who's actually, um, you know, we, the, the, the total cost of the decision that we're making needs to be taken into account. Um, but, you know, personally, um, I just moved into my tiny house this summer, uh, which is like an 87 square foot, um, really, really ultra tiny. Uh, we call it the tiny tower because it's like three times as tall as it is wide um, to give me like a loft where I can sleep in um, and enough room on the first floor to, to still do my, you know, to still like live. Um, it's eight by eight structure, eight foot by eight foot. Um, and I didn't get it insulated in time uh, for winter this year. So I'm not, you know, I'm going to be sleeping in my office this winter um, while we deal with this. But basically, you know, when it comes to like a decision like insulation for a house, you know, there's like dozens of different products to choose from on the market and environmentally friendly and sustainable is like the buzzword in the marketplace right now. You know, there's so many companies that got um, that, that got in trouble for uh, reformulating or claiming to reformulate their products, you know, reformulate their products and released a whole green line of products that are environmentally friendly. And it turns out that they didn't reformulate anything and they were selling the same products just because green was a buzzword. Um, so it's like really, really important, you know, that uh, I'm doing research on like six different kinds of insulation and uh, none of them are good. None of them are, are an eco-friendly option. It's just, just about, about um, you know, just being eco-conscious, as conscious as we can be and understanding the compromises we're making so that we, you know, can move forward slowly to where we're trying to go and really understand, um, you know, how deep the rabbit hole goes. Awesome. Beautifully. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Sam. Well said. Cool. Thanks. All right. Yeah. And again, you know, like, I think, I think one thing it's, it, it can be challenging. It can be challenging. Cause I, I, I don't know, you know, depending on where someone feels they, they choose to align themselves to so just be like, you know, like I want to completely minimize my carbon footprint. I want to reduce waste to all of this in, in as much as possible and things like that. Um, there are still going to be choices that we're still going to make where it's just going to be kind of like, okay, you know, like if I do use this, how am I still using it to be able to transform that energy into something that's still going to be good, so to speak, you know? So it's like, so again, it's like, oh, if I'm going to drive my car somewhere, it's like, am I a bad person for driving my car? It's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, I mean, obviously you don't have to drive it more than you need to, 
but maybe if you're driving somewhere maybe you're going somewhere to like you know do work for like a production company to work on a super awesome video that's going to be able to help change people's minds or again you know it's just the fact that it's like oh man it's like i live in a house and i'm using electricity and like i'm eating food that i buy at the grocery store it's like oh no like am i doing it wrong it's like if if you're still like doing things where you are in this kind of part of the consumer culture at the very least just do your best to use whatever resources you're you're using to like help fuel the the bigger story of again being able to help like assist people in the awakening of consciousness and just being able to help create education and help create awareness and things like that so like we are we are these like energy transmuting beings and just to make sure that we're not just like if we're taking whatever we're taking do our best to make sure that we're like bringing it out of our of our experience of our body uh as a positive thing in as much a way as we can you know opposed to just trying to go too too extreme right so again like i know because i know i know for myself it's just like oh man like i i go to the grocery store and i like eat food from like the salad bar and the salad bar you have to like get these containers and things like that and it's just like well, actually, for one thing there, I want to be able to talk to them because I, 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 I feel like, again, like they must go through so many of those containers every single day and I eat there pretty regularly and stuff like that. I want to be able to talk to them. And I'm going to be like, yo, like, uh, how do how do I make it work where I can like bring my own container and, and basically just like use my own container and things like that. And I want to be able to see if there's a way for me to be able to do that. And I want to like talk to a manager and just figure out if I like weigh the container beforehand and then we know the weight of it and stuff like that. It might take like one extra second of slight inconvenience, so to speak. Um, but again, it is just kind of like, cause, cause I know like when I'm like it, man, like our garbage cans fill up so fast. Like our, our recycling bins fill up so fast. It's like, Oh, there goes another container of orange juice. There goes another container of almond milk. There goes another, you know, package of hummus and things like that. Right. And, and it's just like, boom, 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 boom. And at the very least, like I said, it's just like, yeah, reduce, reuse as much as you can and, and, you know, eat from your local garden if you have that, that ability to do so. But at the same time, if, if you're still in this place where you're still using the commodities and the comforts and the conveniences of this modern day society, at the very least, just do your best to use them to fuel you so that you can keep showing up your best each and every day to be able to help live your life to the fullest and in altruistic ways where you're helping create awesome art and helping shift paradigms and helping spread love. And I think that in itself is a very important thing to acknowledge that we are energy transmuting machines, like biological beings in general. Um, and yeah, just be able to be aware of like whatever we're taking, what is the output? How are we transforming it? So it's like, yeah, we may be kind of like taking a bit from the earth, but let's focus on our intention. Let's focus on like really moving forward and be like mother earth. I thank you for providing me with these commodities and this fuel for my body and my essence. And I'm going to keep doing my best each and every day to show up with intention and with purpose and as a leader and to help make a difference and inspire people. Cause again, I think that is, that's the bigger thing that I always talk about within why we're doing this paradigm shift central project. It's not just about trying to save the environment. It's not just about being able to like, you know, protest politics. It's not just about being able to, you know, do this, 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 and this. It's about the consciousness. It's about the shifting of the paradigm. Because again, I feel like that's at the heart of things. And when we shift that, everything else kind of shifts out of that. And so again, I feel that 
as much as we are here to be able to help assist, you know, harmonizing our life and reduce our carbon footprint and reduce our waste use and to be able to find alternative fuels and change the way that we're eating. We are also here to be able to help hold space for those who are awakening through those who are awakening to more of who they are. And that's the thing, even though we don't fully know what the future holds, I think it's important for us to just deeply trust in knowing that by being able to help assist people in their own awakening of consciousness is making a difference. It is helping. It is assisting within the bigger story. And for us to just deeply, deeply trust that. And then again, it was like with all this paradigm shifting stuff, the reason why I created this project, I'm like, I'm like, I want to be able to create habits and models and conversations and, and leadership that is going to echo beyond this generation you know i want to be able to create the template i want to be able to create the energetic space that will be something that the next generation can have accessible you know i want to be able to plant the tree so that like the next generation can sit in the shade of it type thing so it's like we don't always have to try and tackle the big problems but the most immediate thing that we can do is again just focus on cultivating love Focus on assisting with the shift in consciousness. What that means to you uh, is, again, part of the ongoing conversation. So, again, for myself, just, again, think about the ways in which I can harmonize uh, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, again, that, that's a quick example is just being able to, uh, yeah, like use a reusable container when I go to the grocery store and I'm eating from the salad bar there, which I do like on a fairly regular basis. And that's just like another piece of waste uh, that I'm creating. And if there's an option for me to be able to not create that waste by using reusables, uh, that in itself is is very important to me. Um, other than that, like I don't really feel like I really... Again, all of my waste comes from packages. It all comes from products, but I don't really eat too much. Like I try to minimize it and stuff like that. Like, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe if I were to like really take it to another level, I should go find some granola and like scoop it into my own reusable bag and just do that instead of buying a packaged bag or something like that. Again, I think it's when we start to, th this is again, I'm just saying this because I want to be able to be a part of the discussions where we start getting creative and we start thinking about things differently in terms of, uh, again, how we're being able to reduce our waste product. And again, you know, skateboarding is also great. Taking the bus is also great and things like that. And yeah, I, I guess, um, yeah making a habit of picking up garbage when I see it. I think that's that's something that I can do more of. And I think that's something that all of us can do more of. How many times, like how many times have you been like walking your dog and you're just like seeing garbage around you? Or maybe there's even just that one piece of garbage. It's like this lone piece of garbage. Do you pick it up? Or do you just kind of like walk by it and just be like, well, whatever, it is what it is. Actually, you know what? That's kind of funny. It's funny. It's funny that I say that because I didn't even realize. Um, here, look. This is a garbage bag. This, like, this isn't a garbage bag. This is a piece of garbage that I literally picked up while walking my dog today. Like, yeah, Sam's got garbage in his pocket. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like I was walking my mom, and and we're both kind of walking there, and there's this like this bag, and it's like it was actually like blowing across the parking lot, and my dog was like interested in it. He was like chasing it. He was like he was like I want to see what that is, right? And then eventually he goes up to it, and then so we're just kind of standing there. And then, you know, like, and then both me and my mom were just like, what do we do? Like this bag sitting here and there's, there's like this brief moment. It's just like, oh my God, like, like this is a dilemma. Like, what do we do? And then, and then I'm just like, I'm just going to pick it up. Like, I'm, like, let's just pick it up. Right. Like, let's just, let's just pick it up. And then, but again, it's just like, and then eventually I'm just going to have to put this into another garbage can. But again, at least it's just creating this habit of creating the routine of when we see something wrong, help make it right. 
And I think that mentality is like very, very important. Whether or not we're fully reducing the total waste, that takes time. But just the idea of if we see something wrong, help make it right. I think that habit, that mental habit, that emotional habit is something very, very important. Otherwise, again, you know, we didn't directly use this word yet throughout the broadcast, but otherwise people fall ill to apathy. And I think that is what a lot of the, uh, that's like the epidemic of the world these days. And I, I, I was saying this 10 years ago. It's like, like we are living in an age where like apathy is an epidemic, right? And we are living in an age where people will see garbage on the ground and they don't give a crap about it. They will just walk past it because they haven't been conditioned to be able to care about it. So again, how do we be able to, to be able to like, you know, bring, you know, to, to transmute apathy and things like that? By us having this conversation, by us calling ourselves on our bullshit habits, and by us being able to not shame each other, but by us being able to invite people to be a part of the solution, to be a part of the change that we wish to see in a very loving and exciting way. So um, those are some of the thoughts, thoughts that I was going to say, and we'll keep passing it around. And um, Paul says, uh, Paul says, as far as reducing your waste products, Actually, let me just go back to questions. Starwitch says, speaking of reusing, there's quite a few convenience stores that encourage doing so by giving a discount. Even if it's just tea, you don't you don't drink sodas. Uh, using a refillable cup cuts down on waste. So that's, yeah, see, that's cool. When more corporations actually uh, create like benefits for people who are using reusables, I think that's pretty cool, right? So again, if someone's just like, like, oh, why are you using reusables? Well, because I'm saving money because it's like giving me a discount and stuff like that, right? So I think that's kind of cool that that's happening. Paul says, as far as reducing your waste product, making those things yourself, buying in bulk instead of packaged goods, make that hummus from scratch, squeeze those orange juice from the oranges, etc. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely, definitely ways that you can do that as well. Um, but, 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 but Starwitch says, uh, I can't let it sit there. I have to put my stuff in my pocket until I find a trash can. Exactly, right? Like, And again, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like you walk past it and there's like an emotional part of you that's either just going to try and block that out or it's just going to be like, God, I'm such an asshole. Like I should just like, why, why won't I pick it up and listen to that voice? Right. Cause that's actually just like, you know, you being real with yourself. It's just like, dude, it's super, like, you can do that. You, you like, there's no excuses there. Your only excuse is the fact that no one else is doing it, but just if, 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 if everyone else is doing it, if everyone else is just like doing something stupid, does that give you an excuse to do it too? No, it really doesn't. If anything, it motivates you to be able to help do something different, right? Uh, and again, Paul says, you never know who is watching. Uh, Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see. And yep, that goes back to leading by example, Star Witch and Paul. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, let's keep going around. And again, we're almost done the broadcast here. So who would like to go next? Uh, just go ahead and give me a thumbs up. And then we'll just go around one more time just with closing gratitude. So, uh, Dan, Ariana, uh, Erica, if you're still there, Erica, thanks for dropping in. Good night, Erica. And, uh, so, uh, Ariana, Dan, one of you want to go next, please feel free. And again, we're almost, we're almost done. We're almost done team. <laughs> Ariana. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I've, I've been up a lot of hours, so I'm starting to like, oh, like wake myself up. <laughs> I don't want to leave. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm just so happy that we were able to come together and learn from each other. I really loved hearing everything that Sam had to say. So, so much information to take in and put in such a good, 
it was just very well put. And these are ideas that I don't have as much research into, but I've been trying to help people with it because we feel this guilt, you know, and I, I see these sort of battles about like, um, if it's good for the environment and bees to have honey, or if it's good to have eggs, you know, these different ideas that people get so upset about. But then if you actually look at how it's affecting and who it's affecting, you have to do your research and figure out how you're going to live, you know, because we get this idea like, oh, I need to be vegan. But then there are some things like some people have dietary issues, you know, they can't. And yeah, it's just, there's so much to think about. But I think that the main takeaway is that we've got to come from this place of centeredness, of integrity, of, you know, doing our best, like you've all been saying, you know, doing our best and just trying, continuing to try. Like Emma said, if we had everybody just trying, it would make a huge difference to battle that apathy, just get a little more hope, building that for ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I think it's important for us to be able to like have a healthy relationship with guilt. Because again, I think, I think, I think guilt is a very important thing for us to be able to acknowledge because again what we call guilt is also like a truth within our heart trying to speak you know like like for example if say if, say if you were to like you know call some random person a jerk or something like that and then you would feel a little bit guilty about that that's because there's a truth within your heart that's just being able to say to you it's like there's another way to do things there's another way to harmonize there's a more compassionate way so we have kind of conditioned ourselves to kind of take our guilt and to kind of not look at it to kind of put it off to the side so that's where again i think a lot of this is being able to uh you know be gentle with ourselves but to also be really honest with ourselves and to ask ourselves, you know, like what's, what does like, what does the best, what does my best effort look like? If I can show up as the best, what does that look like? while still being real, because again, like you were saying, you know, some people have diet restrictions and things like that. So instead of being able to be like, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to change the world, but every now and then I choose to eat eggs. I'm such a hypocrite. Again, kind of reflect on like why you are eating eggs and, and even if you are choosing to eat meat, just do it in a mindful way. Do it in a way that that it doesn't have to feel guilty. Because um, again, you know, like sometimes like, and, and I, I, I go through this too, where like every now and then it's just like, you know, my body's just like, it like meat, meat would be a thing right now. Like meat would actually serve me right now. And, and, and again, it's kind of like, uh, even still, even though I know for myself that like that, it's like, I don't, like, I know I don't really enjoy it, but at the same time, I don't like beat myself up over it at the same time. Um, and it is something that I do like incredibly far less. Um, but yeah, again, you know, I think it's just important for us to be able to have, uh, to, to be, to practice being like really, to constantly being able to check in with herself and just be like, like, am I doing my best? Can I be doing more? What is my target? What is my intention? How can I keep showing up a little bit more each and every day? Uh, without without like trying to like beat myself up too much, but at the same time, maybe pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, maybe changing my diet a little bit. It's just to be like, oh, but I love always eating steak every single day. And it's just kind of like one of those things. It's just like maybe the fact that you experience that is also an opportunity for you to be able to practice developing willpower by being able to try something different 
and, and and it doesn't always have to be a chore it can actually be like a way of kind of like flexing your temperance to flexing your willpower and things like that because usually that's what happens right like we're 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 talking about changing habits and this is where it gets into this whole psychology where it's like changing habits is something that takes time and it takes consistency and it takes routine and it takes patterns and it needs something else in front of you to be able to say like that's my example that's what i'm working towards as well so again that's why we need to be examples for others we don't need people to be perfect but we need them to try we need them to care and we need them to be compassionate for themselves and for others oppose to apathetic so again just by you at least caring just by you being aware and just by you constantly checking in just be like how did that feel how did it feel to eat that meat okay yeah just check in with yourself without it being like a like a right or a wrong thing just check in with yourself in, in a sense right it's like how did it feel to like you know like eat that you know to like waste uh, to create extra waste than i need to how did it feel to walk past that piece of garbage how did it feel to like buy that Hummer that's using an incredible amount of gas that I don't actually need to be able to use or things like that, right? Um, so again, it's just one of those things where this is really, really about being able to connect with empathy and being able to connect with the earth. And when you listen to, when you listen to the earth, like it, it, it will tell you, it will give you guidance. It will tell you like how, how you can help. And it doesn't always have to be like this super, super incredibly like stressful thing. Oftentimes it's the little things. It's the little things that make the big difference, right? Like the little things are the big things. Like that is like one of the most important things that we need to be able to remember. The little things are the big things. So this is like, that's really, really important. So it's like how you do a simple little action reflects like how you show up in the big ways as well. And so by being able to harmonize your virtues is very, very important, right? So um, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I think it's just one of those things where it's checking in with ourselves, having intentions, having targets, being compassionate with where we are, being compassionate with other beings and, you know, leading by example within our own life. And, and that is something that changes the world over time, changes the world over generations, you know? So I want to be able to like tell my grandkids that, I was one of the people who who helped make the world a better place by picking up garbage in my local forest, right? And I want them to be able to be like, wow, grandpa, you're so cool. You're such a badass. Caring about nature is cool, right? And it is. And I think, again, by us having these conversations and by each and every single one of us here, everyone listening to this, you're cool. If you're tuned into this conversation and you're listening to this, you're cool. And let's help more people understand that they can be as cool as us because we're so just we're just so freaking cool right so <laughs> i'm like half joking there but anyways okay let's keep going around we're almost done the broadcast here uh dan anything else that you would like to add or even just uh we can kind of wrap up the the conclusions here any gratitude you want to express as well and then we'll just go around the circle one last time um in terms of adding i'm not sure that a lot's been said and a, a lot of great advice and uh great perspectives that everybody had. But I, I think that perspective of like even just that that bare minimum of like being conscious of what you're doing, what you're consuming, what you're uh, putting out and putting into your body and all, all of that sort of thing, the more you're aware of like the impact that you have as a whole, but then just like how you, I guess in that whole system is just like 
you're you're that little that little cog i get uh that makes it sound bad but you know like you're that uh how you slot into the system and the more you're aware of how you interact with everything that i think the more you can help change things for the better but uh yeah and i guess in terms of gratitude yeah i'm just thankful that we we had the space to talk about this sort of stuff and uh i mean it's obviously very important and you know having that hope is hard for me sometimes uh having that like not seeing everything as just kind of fucked but i i do uh I do have that hope usually. Sometimes I, I don't, but uh, but yeah, this sort of thing, getting together, everybody talking, and just having that sort of like, oh, people do care, I guess, moment. It, it helps. <laughs> totally. And uh, one, one thing that I was just thinking of, Damon, because you were kind of talking about like the cog in the wheel, I think uh, it's important for us to be able to remember like the fractal nature of reality. Right. And, and and I think like I, 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 I think that's kind of like what I was like hearing you think as you were saying that this idea that like we are fractals. So like as we change, it changes the entire system. It changes the entire pattern. So it's like one cog can it change the entire clockwork type thing. Is that, is that kind of like does that resonate? Is that kind of. Yeah. I, the way I phrased it, I feel like made it sound more cynical than I meant it. But uh, yeah, that that like how just like when you have that that system of cogs like one turns and everything turns and like if you change kind of how even though in a literal sense you can't really change that but like in that metaphorical sense like if your cog is different like i don't know it's not a great metaphor but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i totally know what you mean it's just like, it's a very, very like kind of like physically based metaphor but yes yes no we yeah. are changing the clockwork we really are yeah we're changing we're changing I'll, I'll the gears and, stuff like <laughs> and uh dan is there um because again i was kind of going around the circle and just kind of giving us a chance to kind of like reflect like where are little adjustments that we can make in our life is there anything that came to mind that, that you would want to share um definitely just like an overall less consumption sort of thing i i mean i I do eat meat um i want to cut back at least before like if i decide if i want to go full vegan or something like that um or vegetarian um but i would like to at least reduce it as a whole overall and uh I don't know, a lot of a lot of small things like that just reduce energy consumption reduce uh i guess just reduce <laughs> overall i mean i get a lot of my clothes and stuff from thrift stores so like i don't i don't buy a whole lot of new stuff in that regard but uh i guess mainly with diet is probably where i should cut back yeah, no, that's a, that's a great place to start. And again, you know, it's that idea that like together, it's like we're changing the world by changing what we put on our plate, you know? And I think that's a very simple message, but a powerful one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and just kind of you saying that, like, again, I, I was just kind of thinking, like, I feel like one of our objectives that we can kind of invite each of us to have, everybody listening to the broadcast, is to be able to like create the most impact with the least amount of resources, 
I feel I feel like if we were to kind of like see it from that, I'd be like, hmm, okay, all right, that gives me an objective, right? So it's like not to say like stop eating food or things like that, but just be aware. Like, how can we create the most impact without with using the least amount of resources in that sense, opposed to, as you said, like over consuming. Cause again, I think that's where that's a lot of the problem. People are just like taking, 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 and it's like all they're fueling is their ability to kind of just like continue to be in that place of fascination sort of thing, you know? And, and, and it's very much like, it's very, it's very like unsettling, like image of a human life. And it looks like, and you look at it from the outside, you're just like, oh man, like that, like if you were an alien looking at this and you're just like, you just see this human sitting on the couch, just like consuming and consuming and consume, indulge, indulge. And they're just like sitting there like watching TV and playing video games and consuming and consuming. And it's just like, God, like that is like, that is a weird creature, man. Like that is a yeah. weird, like way of living in that, that sense. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. That also like, in regards to like art and stuff, that's how I feel about it too. That uh, the lead vocalist of the Contortionists, he he said that his one main goal in life is to produce more than he consumes, and that's in regards to, uh, and I believe it's something that says it. Like I, I'm not gonna straight quote him, but yeah. So like in regards to like art and everything, like it's it's fine to consume movies or whatever, but like if that's if you're just consuming all of that and you're not producing something to go with it i think that applies similarly um i guess i uh no i was gonna make a dumb joke but yeah i'll leave it there (laughs) yeah no i I think i think that is i i i totally i totally do think that like again yeah just us talking about that is a great point where it's just like Again, how do we change the world? It's like by focus on creating, by creating new things, by creating art, by creating things that inspires people, by creating things that lead people back to your heart, by creating conversations and things like that. So again, I think that's a very powerful thing for us to be just in the mindset of just be like, what am I creating? And am I just creating like more waste? Am I, am I, am I using resources and just creating waste and things like that? Or it's like, yeah, I think that's a great thing. It's like, can I create more than I can consume? And, Mm -hmm. and, and what is that relationship? And that, that in itself, I think is a very simple, but uh, very applicable way uh, to be able to see things. Cause again, ultimately like that's what we as humans are. We're like energy transforming things, things come into us and things go out of us. And again, for us to be able to be reminded is that the things that come out of us are a reflection of the things that go into us. We are what we eat. You know, this is a very simple thing. And, and again, even for like a lot of people, like it's interesting, like there's, there's a, there's a friend of our family and he's like a young hockey player. And uh, he's like kind of been like involved with our family for a little bit. And he eats like a lot of meat. And I've just kind of been like, kind of like, just kind of like mentioning little things about just kind of like being able to like remind him and stuff like that. And well, at the same time, not trying to scare him and, and I, and I haven't said this to him directly, but I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, like, have you ever thought about the fact that like, you know, like when you're eating meat, you're actually like, again, like eating like the, the fear and the energy of the animals. And I know for a lot of people, like that's something that they don't even think about or they don't even want to think about. Or again, maybe it's like too out there for them to actually be able to like see as being practical and things like that. So I haven't exactly like mentioned that to him, but I did kind of like, again, we need to be able to find ways to be able to have conversations relative to the people that we were talking to. And we don't want to be able to like try and, 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 you know, like shame them into making them feel like they're a problem, but to be able to invite them to be a part of something different 
something that is just like an alternative and something that's going to benefit them. And that's where like, even, even in that situation, like I was having a conversation with him and I brought the game changers documentary and I wasn't like in some way, just being able to say like, Oh, I, you should totally eat less meat. But I was just kind of sharing a bit about my own story. And I was just like, yeah, I used to eat a bunch of meat. And then I changed, I used to drink a lot of pop in college and I didn't know any better. And then I got educated and then I changed. And then, and then, you know, using our own life as an example as a story that that can inspire other people without having to tell them what they should be doing but just kind of being able to be able to you know say hey this is how i live and like and i feel great you know like even just kind of saying it's like yeah you know like without having to tell them what to do but you can just kind of be like yeah you know from my own experience i used to like eat a lot of meat and i always used to find myself like maybe you know like very aggravated and very sluggish and you know like even like maybe i had like skin problems or things like that you know this is what some people might say it's like and then when i started changing my diet i actually found like i like shifted into like this new this new feeling of my own being that that I didn't even know was possible. And I think this is like, and I know we're getting it close to the, the end of the conversation here, but I think for a lot of people, they don't, there is another way of them existing that they have yet to even experience. Like in, in terms of, you know, most people, they eat like shitty food, shitty, like shitty diet. And, and they just kind of get like shitty sleep patterns and stuff like that. And maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's not their choice, but this lifestyle is something in which they are capable of surviving and and they manage and they probably just kind of like indulge themselves with vices and with fascinations and it kind of prevents them from complaining because it's like hey like i don't care like how shitty my body might feel as long as i'm like getting that next tv show that i really like and there's enough things to kind of keep me distracted and entertained but when people start really changing their diet as an example again you are what you eat eventually I think it it allows people to actually be able to experience a new way of being that they didn't even know was a thing. Like they have yet to even experience this. And they're just like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking clearer. Like I, I feel like I want to be able to exercise more. Like I feel drawn to nature more. Uh, my breath feels bigger. I feel more energized. My sleep is different and things like that. So again, it's just like one of those examples where, I think if we can sell people on the idea of like, it's like, do you want to live life 2.0? Like, do you want to experience what it's like to be a human? Do you want to be able to like, you know, like show up as like the full potential of an activated spiritual being in a human body and stuff like that? It's like, then try changing your freaking lifestyle because if you do that, you'll be able to experience this and you're worthy of it. You're worthy of it. And I want that. I want that for for any person, you know, I don't want them to go through an entire life and just kind of like live life based on like this kind of like base level, because that's where kind of, again, society is kind of like subjected them to, which again, is also, this is where you get into the idea of like when people are there, they're controlled, they're controllable. Um, so again, it kind of goes back to the idea of like, let medicine be thy food and food be thy medicine in, in a sense. So again, but that in itself, when we become more aware of our relationship with our environment in a relationship with our food and relationship of what we are ingesting and not even just food, but like, what is our diet? What is our media diet? What is our thought process diet? What is our communal diet? What is like the things that we are surrounding? Because ultimately we become those as well. And over time, as we start providing alternatives and allowing them to become cool and allowing to give people and sell them on the idea that this is like, 
actually something that doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be an inconvenience, but it can actually be exciting and rewarding and nurturing and enjoyable. And again, I think more people are kind of waking up to that. And sometimes as we see with individuals, those changes usually if they haven't come yet, sometimes they don't come until there's some kind of crisis. You know, someone's just like, oh, what? Like, oh yeah, why am I, why did I change my diet? Because I had a heart attack, right? And it scared me to death and I care about my family and now I changed my diet, but I'm so glad that it happened because I otherwise I could have died. And, and now that it did happen, now I'm living my life in a whole different way. So again, that's kind of that type of, story is again also what we can kind of see is happening on the global scale where the earth is kind of like going through like this like cardiac arrest and it's like red warning sign ding 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 change your ways and receive the loving gifts that are here for you now appreciate the beauty of nature that is here now and stop taking it for granted and stop taking advantage of it and stop using it as like something that's less than you and see it as equal and allow yourself to see it as an extension of that. So, um, but yeah, those are just a couple thoughts that I just had in mind. So again, I think as we wrap up this broadcast, I think, again, I see the hope, the hope in this comes from within. Very simply put, the hope in this comes from within. The change in this comes from within. And that is where it ripples out. And again, I think of a lot of people, they're really focusing on the external and I think if we continue to focus on the internal and the external, then we can start allowing more people to be a part of that story and allow them to understand that them changing their life is changing the world, you know? So like that is like that is where I see the hope in this. And again, I see the hope in this in the from the bigger perspective of the models that we have observed within our individual lives where the lessons become the catalyst for change and things ultimately kind of work out in some way or another, but they call us into action. They call us into responsibility. I see that as happening. What's on the global scale, on the global page, on the global world stage. And it's calling us as humans into a collective. It's helping us dissolve illusions. It's helping us put aside our differences. It's uniting us. It's bringing people together. It's allowing people to speak their voice, to spread their message, to be in connection with other people who share this deep wisdom and this deep knowledge like think of the fact that there are young kids who are coming out to these rallies and these protests and they are getting to stand alongside elders who have lived their life going through like you know all sorts of lessons and messages now we get this intergenerational exchange of knowledge that is a shared experience where suddenly it's not just something that the elders know but now like the youth are coming into this as like awakened beings and, and they become the leaders and we become the leaders and we begin to create the new examples and we begin to, to demand and, and say like, this is what we want. And this is nothing to do with being selfish, but this is doing with what is right. And what is right is by us being able to continue to move into more harmony, into more joy, into more bliss. And for us to, again, be able to help create heaven on earth by being able to bring more harmony within our own hearts. So... Thank you again, everyone, for being a part of this. Again, I just want to go around the circle one last time for anybody, any final thoughts, and again, just, uh, you know, messages of inspiration. Uh, yo, uh, Rainy, thank you so much for joining in. Rainy, uh, if you messaged me on uh, Instagram, uh, oh, can you not jump on, Rainy? Because I could literally send you the uh, the the link for the, the Zoom. 
I'm going to send it to you anyways, Rainy, real quick. And if you want to jump in, like we got a few more minutes here, but dude, I'd love to be able to just give you a chance to be able to jump in. But in the meantime, let's just go around the, the circle. Closing thoughts, closing thoughts from anybody here, or just again, gratitude uh, from, from everybody uh, before we wrap this up. Ariana, go ahead. Let me pass that over to you when you're. Yeah, I have so, so much gratitude. This has been wonderful. And it, it definitely is giving me hope to hear everybody thinking about this. I did just want to touch on, Dan, what you had talked about before with like these corporations and that thinking about these bigger scaled things has helped me deal with some of the skills we were all talking about. And I think we all have a lot that we can take here and do in our own lives and do our best and feel good. But I think part of it for me is paying a little more attention to laws and politics, even though it doesn't always seem fun for me. But I think now that I'm shining more of a light on these things and learning more about it and learning how to speak to people about it, we could start speaking up and hopefully possibly changing these laws and creating sort of like a global community where we can have a better society. But if we just sort of ignore it, then it's not going to change. So I think that's, we look at it, we start within, like we all talked about, but yeah, shining that light on these bigger issues too, but coming from that within. So thank Absolutely. you everybody for all of this. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Ariana as well. So, and and Ariana, it, let, let us know if there's like any other messages that kind of like come through from like those higher conscious levels and stuff like that. Because again, I think we need that we need people, you know, such as yourself, you're kind of like tuned in with that wisdom for us. Because again, you know, I think a lot of this kind of comes down if we ask ourselves, like, what is needed? What is the I've talked about this before in other broadcasts, if we if we if we get good at asking ourselves, like, what is the wise choice for us to make? What is the wisest choice for us to be able to move forward? If we ask that and listen to our heart, an answer will rise and an answer will come to us. So, again, that's why we need to practice, like not focusing on stressing ourselves out and focusing on like the fear that serves its purpose. But when we get really good at just kind of like taking a few breaths and listening to that wisdom, like the earth speaks through us. The wisdom will come through us. We will hear it that way. One thing that we didn't fully talk about during this broadcast, but I will just kind of mention it again, that I think is a huge part of moving forward is the idea of, again, being able to make sure that we are holding those in power responsible, you know, that, that we are holding people res uh, not, not just responsible, but accountable uh, would be the thing that, that I think is very important in the same way that we are holding each other accountable, but without it being from a place of shame, but in a place of being able to acknowledge that like, Hey, you know, like sometimes our habits slip up and sometimes it's easy for us to be able to fall back into habits. But I want to be able to hear you say what you are here to do. You know, it's just kind of like having that buddy who is just kind of like, it's just kind of like, you know, like if people are like trying to like stop alcohol and stuff like that, sometimes you just need that accountability person. You need that other person to check in with. You need that other person to just be able to say like, yo, I believe in you. You can do this. We're doing this together. And, and yes, I hear you. I know it's a little bit challenging, but at the same time, know that you're becoming stronger by developing your willpower and by being able to say no to, to that, which no longer serves you. And yes, to that which is like for the greater good so it kind of shifts us into that more altruistic but absolutely again i think that's why the protests and that's why the the global strikes are important because that 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 is us creating that conversation with those in power and being able to help hold them accountable that is how we do that because again the politicians they will listen they will listen because they that is their job right so again when 
thousands of people show up to the parliament building here in Canada, you would think that like the prime minister is going to be able to say like, okay, like I want to be able to like help, you know, cause I want to be able to make sure that I I'm on their good side. So I want to be able to make sure that I can like at least listen to them and help be a voice uh, for that person. So again, you know, for the, for the politicians who are at least like doing it from that perspective, I think there's always a, there's always hope for, for us to be able to make sure that our voice is heard and that this is a shared conversation as well. So, yeah. And again, like that, that is also where the future will come uh, into change. It will come in through new regulations, new protocols, new business, new laws and things like that. Uh, things that will like, again, like penalize certain corporations for making exemptions for people to be able to get away with creating excess waste. Cause that's kind of what's happening, right? Like people aren't, being held accountable people are getting away with lazy habits and things like that but again that like you, you look at the rainforest as a recent example right like how did that shift things how did that change things uh again out of that new regulations have come into place that are helping prevent uh you know the the man-made fires that are taking place and stuff like that um so again you know it's just one of those things where the change does happen over time and it happens from multiple levels it happens from the top down and it happens from the inside out it happens from the ground up it happens from the roots up um okay so let's keep going around uh rainy is going to try and jump in on zoom so i think he's just going to have to download zoom real quick but yeah we'll just keep going around and sam did you want to jump are ariana are you pointing at what are you pointing at are you pointing at someone again because i don't know I think Rainy's in with us now. Oh, is he already in? Oh, okay, sweet. I, I didn't click the button there. All right, sweet. Awesome. Well, I'm absolutely uh, thrilled and happy to be able to have Rainy here. For those of you who don't know, he's been involved with past broadcasts and he's been busy uh, filming some amazing content as part of a top secret documentary for the past several months all about uh, not just like uh, veganism, but just all sorts of important changes that are happening in the world right now related to our food, climate, government, and uh, again, the internal change as well. And Rainy, uh, please feel free to introduce yourself. And uh, again, even though it's the end of the broadcast, I just want to be able to create time here for you to be able to talk a little bit about, you know, give us some perspectives from what you have seen in terms of the global climate crisis and where the hope is and what we can do on an everyday level. So Rainy, welcome back, brother. Go right ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, it sounds good, man. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna speak a little bit low because my wife's sleeping, but uh, it's great to be here. Amazing to hear what you guys are talking about right now. Like, I was a little worried to get get on and hear a bunch of conspiracy theories, and not that I'm not a conspiracy theorist myself, but like, just really beautiful to hear where you guys are at right now, and it's uh, it's an honor being here. Awesome, man. Likewise. So, Rainy, maybe let's just kind of check in. You were recently at the uh, global climate strike in London, correct? Mm -hmm. Can you maybe just tell us a little bit about that and what that experience was like and what you took away from it? Um, it was really amazing just to see all of the kids together speaking up, you know, doing activism stuff that I didn't start doing until I was, you know, 25 or something. And it's like you said, man, it's, it's an amazing time right now, just having all these kids alongside with uh, their elders, you know, speaking the same language for sure. Um, it was intense because as a vegan activist, like I saw some vegan activists doing vegan activism there. And um, there was a lot of people like ridiculing people at the actual climate change 
rally speaking up for the environment ridiculing vegans when you know animal agriculture is the largest contributor to environmental degradation and so there's a lot of like and it felt like it was almost a majority against vegans but maybe it was the silent majority that i wasn't you know feeling there maybe i don't know but it was very disheartening as as much as it was a very beautiful day yeah, that was one of the things that came up a little bit earlier was this idea of, you know, like when it comes to communicating our lessons, our, our messages to people, we need to make sure that we're doing it in a way that doesn't feel that that allows them to not feel like they're being attacked. Because when they're being when they feel like they're being attacked, then they turn on their defenses. And when they turn on their defenses, they're not actually listening uh, mm -hmm. as well. So um, maybe again, I'm just kind of curious in terms of like, how do you feel as, as individuals, we can continue to kind of, you know, communicate uh, the, the messages that that are important to us and, and help again not just trying to like tell people what they shouldn't do but to be able to invite them alongside of us into mm -hmm. like this new story of hope and you know away from apathy and into inspiration um yeah i i think nonviolent communication is definitely the best way to go um as far as any movement trying to spread their message right um i think yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be the first to say it, but a lot of vegans are assholes. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not very effective activists. And um, the Socratic method and nonviolent communication has really been growing in, within the vegan movement. And I think that's what's probably been a large part of what has launched it further recently. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I mean, after at the climate move, we saw we saw Earthling Ed there, which is a very well known vegan activist, and we got to hang out with him a little bit. Uh, we did an interview with him a few years ago at VegFest, so he remembered us and we may be able to get him on our documentary and stuff. So we're excited about that. But yeah, it's just activism and education. I think education is the big the biggest word here we can, you know, we can throw activism by the wayside what we really need is education uh you know grassroots education rather than mainstream education because dude yeah <laughs> right um that's what we really need we need thought out nonviolent education for the masses um we need to be the educators right we who have done the actual research rather than those who have an agenda who are throwing out whatever the fuck they're throwing out you know, our agenda, we have an agenda, which is world peace, right? But anyways, yeah, we need documentaries, we need uh, thoughtful activists using effective means of activism. And uh, yeah, it's, it's happening, though. It's, it's, it's already happening. Absolutely, man. And yeah, so one of the questions we were just kind of going around with, and you're already answering this uh, in, in one form, but it's basically, again, this idea of like, where do you see the hope? Where, where do you see the hope in, in, again, the discussions that are happening related to the global climate crisis? And again, just like the new ways of living that, that more, more people are starting to become aware of and are starting to adopt. Where, where do you see the hope in us moving forward as a species and individuals? Um. I see the hope not on Facebook most of the time, <laughs> you know, that's where I don't see the hope. Um, recently, just getting outside, you know, it's like you said, it's an inward journey. We have to be 
going within ourselves and moving from that space within ourselves. You know, I don't, I can't say necessarily where I see the hope because I don't know what the next step in everybody's progression is, right? Maybe they need to go out in the garden for a little bit and plant some trees and then they're going to be realigned with themselves. Maybe they need to go to that yoga class or that spinning class or that whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, just reconnecting to ourselves in whatever way we know we should be doing. Like whenever I make a Facebook post, what I all I want to say, I like I write and I write and I write and I delete it and I write and I'm just like, all I want to say is like, you know, whatever you need to be doing right now, other than reading this Facebook post, go do it because I know you need to go do something. I know you're procrastinating something, right? So just go do that instead. Like I'm, I'm sick of telling people what to do because they already know what they need to be doing, right? Yeah, and and again, and this is kind of we were talking about this earlier, but I think a, a big, a big part of what people need is they need leadership, they need examples, they they need people that they can see who are doing it, who are making a lifestyle of it without it being a preachy thing, but again, being an invitation. Like again, you know, like how can we make compassion cool? How can we make it something that's exciting for for people to be a part of? And um, you know, like even uh, if you're able to, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about your documentary because again, I think it's it's important for us to be able to focus on you know like entertaining and educating and inviting people to be a part of the solution in a way that feels exciting, opposed to just like focusing on on dread. And and we kind of touched touched upon this earlier, but we were talking about the uh, the new documentary game changers which you're probably aware of which again is this very different approach to being able to invite people into this much more sustainable way of living for themselves and for the environment um in a way that's exciting in, in a way that's kind of like you know something where they're just like yo i, I like i, I want to be a better athlete i want to be a better person i want to be a part of something um but yeah i'm just kind of i want to give you a little opportunity if uh, if you're able to do so maybe tell us a little bit about um you know what you've been working on uh for the documentary and and yeah the fact that like you've been traveling to different parts of the world and, and seeing you know the different ways in which our culture is changing just by changing what we put on our plate so anything you want to share on that go ahead um yeah so this documentary has been a a dream of mine for about 10 years since i think about the time that i met brendan and um moving mike a little closer Rini. yeah sorry um this documentary has been a dream of mine for a long time and recently anyways I follow a fruit-based diet and I think that's something that the documentary is going to be based around fruit, but fruit's just going to be a muse to kind of like look at symbiosis, right? Look at world peace through a more biological perspective. It's really hard for me to describe the way it, <laughs> my documentary, but basically it's, it's a plant-based documentary centered around fruit um and symbiosis and returning to our natural way of being in this world right um and yeah i don't know how else to to distill it more than that but it's we i've i've been able to get a investor actually an investor kind of found me um and you know, all his money's coming from Bitcoin. He just doesn't, he has so much, he doesn't know what to do with it. And he's also into the fruit-based lifestyle. So he just came up to me, he's like, dude, let's fucking do this thing. Let's do it right. So we've been flying around the world, just getting interviews with the most amazing people for the last 
12 months and um, it's we're about done filming and we're about going to start editing pretty soon and yeah we're excited about it it's going to be called sweet probably and uh yeah <laughs> that's awesome man yeah and, and, and again you know like i think our, our media uh, is so important because that becomes our story. And, and again, you know, I think like that's where uh, I've always really appreciated the work that that you're doing, Rainy, because it's very similar to you know myself and and a lot of the other people here within the community of being able to like co-create this new story that that we are making moving forward. And it, and it is one of again, it's one of education, it's one of connection, it's one of like a deeper wisdom, it's one of hope, it's one of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you know, like getting close to wrapping up this this conversation uh, again here on uh, the global climate crisis um, I just wanted to be able to invite you to maybe just kind of you know any any like words of inspiration or any practical tips that you might want to be able to share with people to just remind them of how they can continue to be a part of this story that we are creating together and how we can you know like help lead uh, each other within our community and one of the things i was talking about in the broadcast um which again you, you kind of already mentioned but this idea that you, we've already mentioned it that I, the, the idea that you know one of the most important things that we can do to be able to help change the world is to know thyself, to know our connection with the natural environment, and also to be able to create experiences, to be able to create experiences that people can be a part of where they're connecting with nature and communing uh, with the, the natural elements and experiencing what it's like to, you know, feel their their body change as a result of a, you know, an, an alternative diet and things like that. But yeah, you know, just as we get close to wrapping up uh, this, this discussion here, because I know everyone's getting a little bit tired, uh, any practical tips or just words of inspiration for the people listening to this about how they can continue to, you know, be a part of this exciting story that's unfolding right now? Well, um, you know, uh, get more sleep. Um, um, eat right, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables. Um, if you're kind of vegan curious, curious, ask yourself, you know, if I could live a life where I'm not causing harm to the most innocent, beautiful animals on the planet, then why don't I, you know, if it's, if it's, if animal agriculture is the leading cause of environmental, environmental degradation on this planet, and perhaps the leading cause of, of suffering, human suffering on this planet, um, through a disease and stuff, why, why, why not give it a go, you know, maybe I fail after a few years or something, but that's a few years of living the most sustainable and healthy diet, perhaps, uh, that exists. So, um, as far as the environment, plant more trees, um, eat more fruit, consume products that don't contain packaging, um, try to get back to nature. (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like I'm like really breaking everything into little bits, but I, I really feel like we all know exactly what we need to be doing. You know, call your mom, you have a an estranged family member or a friend you know call them and tell them you love them you know just do whatever you know you need to be doing Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, right, like what we're acknowledging as the global climate crisis is, is really just like a side effect of, uh, you know, us being in this story of 
separation from from ourselves so again this is what we were talking about it's like the solution to climate change is again by being able to like return to our heart by being able to practice compassion by being able to have that courage to be compassionate by being able to do the things that we know are 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 right for us to be able to do and to just get really freaking honest with ourselves. and i think that's an important thing is to just again be able to like not just hold each other accountable, but to just continue to lift each other up in inspiration and be able to say like, this is the new story where we as leaders, we care. We care about each other. We care about the earth. We care about the impact. And we know that it's the little things that make the big difference. And then over time, this changes the patterns that ripple themselves through the generation so that we can speak to the youth and say like, you know, like this is how we do it together. And we can and we can communicate that from a place of integrity as well. So, yeah. So for everybody here, thank you again for being a part of this broadcast. And we'll just allow anybody else, uh, if anybody, uh, I think um, we ha- we can pass it to Sam and 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 uh, anybody else who just wants to be able to close off with any words of gratitude. And uh, yeah, we'll just do that and we'll get it wrapped up. And um, Rainy, was there anything else you want to just say at this moment, or we'll pass it back to you in a minute? Um. I just want us to like look for a second at the current situation. Like everybody's talking about Greta, right? And there's this kid that. Can you move the mic up, Rainy? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this kid, Greta, that everybody's talking about. And maybe she's the most amazing kid in the world. Or maybe she's a government shill. Or maybe she's, you know, we don't know. But what is her core message, right? Maybe it's maybe it's about co2 or maybe it's about um just the environment in general we don't we don't know where her story is going but we know that we have a really dire situation even if co2 is a fake thing or even if she's a government shill you know the plastics the ocean's fucking full of plastic and the waterways are full of toxins from agrotoxins and from just cow cow and pig shit you know we're absolutely destroying the planet even if co2 and greenhouse gases are a fucking conspiracy theory i'm not saying they are i'm just saying you know this one little girl right now the media is dividing everybody so fucking intensely it like like i've never seen it before like it's like all coming to a head right now and it's fucking crazy <laughs> So this is like, this is right now is like, I always feel this sense of urgency and maybe I shouldn't, but like right now it's just, it just feels like, you know, you have a, a fight with your, your family member and it's like, okay, right now is like, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to put into words, but right now is so important that we've, look within ourselves and start following our hearts and not allow these little things to divide us further because it's crazy the fucking situation we're in right now i've never seen anything like it it's just so intense and um so yeah anyways yeah just just follow your heart (laughs) that's all i got yeah no definitely and 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 again we, we we did touch upon like the whole like Greta thing earlier but again just to bring a little bit more insight and clarity to that again just for everybody here 
I think it's always important for us to be able to see, you know, kind of like the bigger stories to see how the media is like trying to play people. And also like this is such an important thing from like that kind of higher conscious perspective. We can literally see that like the people who are being triggered by Greta are like projecting their own insecurities onto her. Like very simply put, like that is actually what's happening. But like Rainey said, like whether or not, like, again, any of the conspiracies are true or not, that doesn't dismiss the fact that we as humans are living in destructive habits and we need to change our ways. And then that's where, again, I think like it's it's weird that people are just again, you, you almost want to have compassion for them because they kind of get in this loop of denial and they're just like, oh, like Greta is a government shill. Therefore, I don't have to take responsibility for how I live as a human because they're just, you know, they, they create this weird, weird story and stuff like that. And I think, again, we have to be very mindful of where we are putting our energy and, and make sure that we're not like, you know, just having it sucked away by some other narrative and to, again, just bring our focus back to ourselves and stuff like that. Like, I I would like to think that, you know, like Greta is just a person like us who just cares deeply about this world. And it's almost unavoidable considering the fact that once you get onto this main stage that there are going to be people who are going to be attacking you. But that just means that you're doing something right. That just means that you're creating discussion. That just means that you're creating conversation. But again, we as individuals have to make sure that the conversation is productive moving forward and to not just kind of, you know, there comes a time and a place where we just kind of have to like, you know, just be like, yeah, okay. Like you, if you guys want to have that conversation, that's fine. But I'm here to fucking save the fucking planet. And that happens by me being the best person that I can be and not by trying to like argue you into like thinking one thing or another. Mm -hmm. And if you want to watch me live this way, then absolutely. And I hope it inspires you. And some people are just going to have to kind of like, it will be up to them. You know, it will be up to them to choose like how they can continue to respond. But I think for us, we need to make sure that we're, you know, not fighting hate with fate, with hate, not meeting frustration with frustration and to just practice bringing ourselves back to that place of centeredness and to again as i said earlier to make sure that in order to be able to show up in the best way possible we're not like in this place of constant stress if we are in this place of constant stress then we're like seeing with blinders on and in order to be able to see like the wisdom that is needed we need to be able to kind of like sometimes maybe kind of like disconnect ourselves from the arguments we're getting into with strangers on the internet and stuff like that and just focus on creating the narratives that matter mm -hmm. and, and again and i see the narratives in this of being like a very important narrative that is like again just us finding our way back to our heart and all of this is a catalyst and and i thank greta i thank her even if even if she is a quote-unquote government shill i still thank her because she is an important part of this story within our bigger shift in consciousness and it's nothing that is separate from ourselves so for all the people who project their insecurities at her you know like i hold space for that too and and i and to them i just kind of say you know just kind of like just kind of be aware of where you put your focus but ultimately whatever you say isn't going to stop me from doing what i believe is right and I think that's what we need to do. Each of us just has to continue to listen to that wisdom of the heart and move forward with right and not try to convince people into one thing or another, but allow them to see and for us to be able to lead by our example, opposed to trying to dictate them into changing how they want to live their life. So, um, so again, you know, as we kind of wrap up this topic here, again, the global, the global climate crisis and everything like this, I see it again as being able to change the climate of our being the climate of our inner awareness 
that is the climate that is changing. And when we change that, that changes the outer world. When we change within, we change the world around us, right? Change literally does begin from within. And I think that is a story that needs to be told because that is a story that is tangible. And for the people out there who feel like there is no hope because they don't know how to change the world, they need people like us to be able to, to for us to be able to lead by example, for them to be able to say like, sweet, I can pick up some garbage in my local neighborhood. I can change my diet. I can start being aware of like my overconsumption. I can, as we were saying, I can be aware of, you know, like bringing in, like, you know, being aware of how much we bring in and then focus on creating important things, art, messages, events for community and things like that. And for this to be a very exciting story, this is a story of us, you know, this is like the underdog story. This is us like rising into our power and to just continue to find hope uh, in those such as everyone listening to this broadcast who continue to show up each and every day working on becoming a better person, not just for ourselves, but for the collective. So for everybody here, I thank you again for listening to this broadcast and for being a part of the bigger story of the shift in consciousness, which is exactly what is happening. So let's go around the circle just one more time. If anybody else here just wants to express any words of gratitude uh, and any closing thoughts for the people tuning into this. And I think this has been like a four hour broadcast. So bonus points, to everybody who made it all the way through. And again, for everyone listening to this, carry the shift with you, carry this inspiration further, have the conversations with people, be aware of how you communicate and continue to lead by example. And again, you are the fractal you change the entire system by changing how you live so uh anybody else ariana do you want to do you want to say anything or sam if one of you wants to go next sam we'll pass it to sam first go ahead sam um yeah i uh i just it's it it becomes a lot of fun you know uh, i work with kids a, a lot and it becomes a lot of fun um getting the curiosity sparked again you know, and uh, like little kids tend to ask why all the time, why, 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 until like someone yells at them and tells them to stop asking why about everything. And that sort of gets like beaten out of us uh, very young. And we start just like doing things throughout our life without knowing why we do any of it. So like, j it becomes a lot of fun to, to really embrace, question everything, you know, and to start to think about like, well, you know, everybody brushes their teeth, right? Like, why do we really do that? What, is, what was the thinking behind that? What, what started this whole trend? And then when you get back far enough, it's like, okay, maybe I should brush my teeth, but then how do I do that the best way I can? And what does best mean? You know, there's, there's the healthiest way of doing it and there's the environmentally friendly way of doing it. And then there's your compromise in between that has to somehow deal with both of these answers. And it becomes like a lot of fun to just break apart your life and, really start to you know it's sort of addicting actually you start to the the information is really revealing about like our history and how how like life became the way it became through these like habits that we've just been that you know just kind of fell into our laps um so uh yeah i i just um I'm, I'm encourage everyone to think of this as like a fun thing to do and to try to keep it on a positive note and you know, encourage people to be curious about their lives and curious about the decisions they're making. And it's like, you know, people complain a lot about different sicknesses they're going through and, and um, you know, different issues that they have in their lives. And if you can connect that, you know, connect the dots a little bit. Like my grandmother, um, we were cleaning her apartment and uh, I was redoing some silicone on her bathroom and mm -hmm. she took all the garbage and she threw it 
um, in the toilet. I'm sorry. One second that. here. I, th I think, yeah, 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 you're still there. Got buzzed. Um, yeah, so um, she took all the garbage from everything we were cleaning and she just like dumped it in the toilet and flushed the toilet and then asked me if we wanted to go get fish for dinner. You know, like in the same act, like dumped it in the toilet, flushes the toilet and then asked me if we want to go get fish for dinner. And like, I, you know, I, I couldn't really, I didn't know what to say at the time. It was just so shocking what just happened. <laughs> um, but, you know, that that's that's really how you know, she didn't mean anything by it. She, you know, we, none of us really do, but we don't question anything anymore. You just do it. We don't, we don't question where the, where the water goes in the toilet when you flush it. You know, it was, we were in the middle of Brooklyn, so it's, she didn't care. You know, it's, uh, you know, just, it, yeah, it becomes a lot of fun to just pick apart your life and ask all these questions and start to come up with answers. And then you can ask, you can actually contribute to conversations with people and, give them really cool pieces of, of information that they didn't know about these things that they do every day, you know? So it's, you know, that, that's where it really becomes intriguing for me and, and uh, it becomes easy to inspire like little kids. They don't like being lied to. They don't like learning that the things that they're doing on a daily basis are hurting them. You know, like it's very easy to deal with this with kids. And if you can just awaken that inner child and in, in the adult, you know, it becomes really easy with adults too. So, um, yeah, I just stay curious, everybody, and and thank you very much for having you know this conversation and keeping these conversations going in your communities everywhere, because that's really what it's all about—is just keeping you know spreading awareness and talking about this stuff. The more we talk about it, the easier it is to do it. You know, like that. I know that you know it was a lot easier to stop eating meat if when I watch a video by Earthling Ed like almost every day. <laughs> you know, it's just like when you're reminded by it and when you're you're hanging out, quote unquote, in even the even in the virtual world with people that are doing things that you like and that you admire, um, it just makes it that much easier. So we should all try to be that person that other people can admire um, in our communities. Awesome. Awesome. Very well said. Thank you so much, Sam. And yeah, absolutely. Again, kind of going back to that very simple idea that, you know, like the change happens as we change culture and how do we change culture by changing our habits and we can change our communities. We can change again. We can change our communities. We can change our social communities. We can change literally, literally by putting up a certain post tomorrow. So for everybody here, you all have social media. Let's make all a habit of just kind of getting into the habit of kind of like creating this new narrative of again, kind of leading by example, put up pictures of you cleaning up garbage in the park. Again, like that's what I did last week and stuff like that too. And that was like, people love that. People love that stuff and everything. You know, people want that. The people, they look for that hope. And it's even more exciting when they realize that they too have the power to be able to help amplify that hope even further. So again, just reminding people that they can make a difference, that they can lead by example. And that happens again, just by continuing to, to know that that power is in your heart without having to wait for some secret government to release the technology or admit that they have weather control technology or wait for the aliens to come and give us something special or something like that or who knows what or anything like that if we're waiting for that to happen then you know we're just like we're just kind of like we're, we're putting ourselves in a tough spot but when we realize that the power is and always has been within us and that we we have a voice just as powerful as cnn or any mainstream media and again the ripple effects that we can create from that and to again act like to act like like to, to show up when no one's watching as if the whole world was watching and to kind of like be in that place 
where we know that there is, there is, there is always someone watching and everything like that. So keep showing up, everyone. Keep leading by example. Keep doing the things that make a big difference. Just want to say here again, you know, like I know our broadcast has literally inspired people just by watching this. And just as a quick example, I don't know if they're still listening. There's a person who's tuned in on Twitch, Richard, and they said, I agree with everything you say. Change does begin from everything we see. Uh, thank you for inspiring me to do so many things. God bless you. And I will start to make changes. So there we go. There's like, like, and again, we broadcast on Twitch literally for the synchronistic possibility that someone might tune in. 90% of the people on Twitch, they come in and they just drop these like troll comments. But every now and then there's someone who comes in and they're just like, whoa, I actually really resonate with this. So again, that's just another example by us creating this content, by us creating this broadcast, by us creating this conversation, we invite people to be a part of the conversation, to be a part of the story and to continue it even further. So again, this is a story of hope. This is an exciting story and this is nothing this isn't anything new. Like this is more or less like what a lot of us have already been doing. And now more people are starting to pay attention. So now is like now more than ever, again, moving into 2020, clear vision. Now is time for each and every one of us to really be seen as leaders. And all the work that we have been doing over the past 10 years is really going to allow us to step in with like so much clarity, so much integrity. And people are going to be like, holy shit, like where did these superheroes come from? And my goodness, they're cool. And I want to be able to like be a part of this story too. I want to feel like a superhero too. So again, we can remind people that they are empowered, that they have that power within them. So for everybody here, you have that power. You have that power to make a difference in this world and you are doing it by being part of this conversation, by choosing how you live your life, by walking mindfully with the earth and by respecting yourself and your, and your environment and each and every single person around you. So again, I'll say this and I'll say, I say it once, I'll say it before because I think it's an important thing for us to get close to ending on. There is no us versus them. It is only us versus the problem. And the problem is the solution. The problem is the catalyst. When we see it from that, we see it from the higher perspective, we can definitely see that this too, this too is a very, very important part of our bigger story. So I thank everyone for being a part of this and for showing up here on earth at this time. This is a very exciting time for us to be here. So let's dedicate ourselves 10 years from now. What world do we want to envision in 10 years from now? For everybody here, let's just take a moment here, connect with our heart. Literally, I think this is something where like, you know, if we're talking about law of attraction, maybe this is something where if each and every single day, we just take a moment here to just kind of envision what 2030 is going to look like and not even so much, maybe you don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but what do you want it to feel like? And not even maybe just so much on a global scale, but what do you want maybe that local scale to feel like, right? So more connection, more communication, more awareness, more unity, more connection with nature and the earth and the wisdom of the heart. So everybody here, I just invite you. Just take a couple breaths here. Deep, gentle exhales. And as you breathe here, just allow yourself to be in gratitude. Thank the Mother Earth. And to see the Mother Earth as an extension of your heart, of your soul. This is the Earth speaking through us. Thank her for everything she has taught us. Thank her for the sacrifices she has made in order to be able to teach our stubborn little child asses. Because my goodness, we are stubborn. But there's always hope and it's never too late. So take a few breaths here and just thank the Earth. 
And what does 2030 feel like? Allow yourself to envision that. Allow yourself to feel that. And moving forward, maybe just once a day to the best of our ability, 2030, 2030, 2030. A whole new world, a different culture. There is hope. There has always been hope. Never give up hope until hope has given up. And hope never gives up. That was a quote that I said to myself for some reason when I was like 10 or 12 years old. Just keep breathing. I'm just kind of chit-chatting while we're breathing. When I was 10 or 12 years old, that was like a little quote that I came up with and I was so proud of it. Never give up hope until hope has given up. And then in brackets, knowing that hope never gives up. And for me to just even remember that now, I just kind of like think back to the fact that each and every one of us, the same passion that we have right now, that has always been in us. The adults who we are now, they were there. They were the seed that was our childhood. And everything that has been there has allowed us to grow into more of who we are and to understand that we as humans, we are still that child that is growing into adulthood, that is growing into maturity. And so let us be the beacons of hope. Let us be the beacons of these new stories. Let us be the beacons of examples to invite others to see, to follow, and to live. Take a few more breaths here. 2030, 2030, 2030. Say yes. Say yes to compassion. Say yes to awareness. Say yes to love. Say yes to responsibility. Say yes to integrity. Say yes to accountability. Say yes to harmony. That is how we change the world, by knowing ourselves and by manifesting harmony from within. A couple more deep breaths, deep, gentle inhale. Big exhale, sigh, let go of any stress. One more of those, deep inhale. Big exhale. You're doing great. And on behalf of the earth, thank you. I love you. And I see you. Gently, when you're ready, open your eyes or turn your awareness to the space around you. Awesome. Good job, team. <laughs> All right. So like I said, thank you so much, everyone, for being a part of this broadcast. If anybody here in the YouTube chat wants to add in any comments before we wrap up this broadcast, please drop those comments now and we'll add those in and we'll just do any last last comments here in the broadcast. So, uh, da, 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 da. Star Witch says, it seems to me, this is a quote, I think, it seems to me people are always capable of being either brave or and curious or fearful and suspicious. If you, if you track humanity all the way through, the periods of success for civilization are those periods where we have been brave and curious. And that's a quote by Eddie Izzard. So awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Star Witch, for sharing that. 1111 Balance says, and tell everyone to hug themselves for all the work they have done and for reading this. Awesome. So yeah, give yourself a little bit of a hug if you need another one of those. Give yourself a hug every single day. Hug, hug, Go hug a tree. That's your mission. That's your call to action. Go hug a tree. Seriously. The trees need those hugs just as much as you do. I'm telling you that. Believe me. 
<laughs> and uh, again, Michelle, uh, Michelle in the YouTube comments, thank you so much. I'm glad you're able to join in as well. And uh, so, yeah, any any last words before we wrap up this broadcast? Uh, again, Sam kind of gave his closing words. Ariana, Dan, Rainey, anything that you guys want to share before we wrap this up. And a reminder for everybody here, uh, I'll make sure I include the show note links for every person on this broadcast. Um, for Rainey, you can find him on Instagram at Symbiotic Solutions. And uh, again, for, for Sam, you can look up Haven for Humanity on Facebook and on Instagram as well. Sam, you, yep. And uh, uh, for Ariana, she's got her website and she can mention that. And Dan is at Hypnagogis on Instagram. And again, we'll include all that in the notes as well. So again, any, any closing thoughts, passing the talking stick around one last time. Anybody want to share anything before we wrap it up? Eat more Rainy? fruit. Go, go ahead. Say that again. I didn't have your mic up. Eat more fruit. Eat more fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Plant more fruit too. Yes. So. <laughs> Plant the seeds. Well, Plant the seeds. That's what we're doing. Absolutely. Ariana, anything you want to share? Message from the angels or anything like that? Just so much love. And it's all about that. We, I love how we've ended this talking about the inner child, that playfulness. That's what we need. That's what the message has been for so long. So just feel that. Enjoy this life. That's what we're here for. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. And Ariana, what's your website again? Um, it's ariolina.com um, and it's I'm at the same as Instagram. It's A R I A L Y N N A. So I can type Perfect. it in the comments as well. Yeah, I'll put that in the YouTube chat and we'll uh, add you. that into the show notes. So awesome. And uh, Dan, any just closing gratitude you want to mention real quick before we wrap it up? And thanks again, dude. Oh. I, I don't think I have too much to add, but yeah, just. Great broadcast. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for being here, dude. Appreciate it. Cool. And uh, Sam, any 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 last thing you want to share before we officially wrap it up? Uh, just thank you, man. This has been great, and you know, really happy that this community is growing and getting stronger every day. Yeah, you know, it's just a beautiful thing to witness. So thank you. Awesome. Beautiful. Awesome. And thank you everyone again for everybody listening to this, to the fellow leading members here on the broadcast. And absolutely, again, you know, like the message is getting louder. The story is becoming even more epic every single day. And again, the challenges are only calling us into more of our roles as heroes, as shifters and as light guardians here to help make the world a better place by again, by being able to bring the love in our heart out into the world around us and by being able to bring that harmony from within so you change the world outside of you by changing the world inside of you so with that said thank you so much everyone again let this entire broadcast be a call to action let us know if it motivates you by leaving your comments down below and by sharing this broadcast with your friends to be able to help inspire them as well be sure to check out more at paradigmshiftcentral.com where you can subscribe for our weekly newsletter and explore more inspirational consciousness shifting media be sure to connect with all the leading members here in the broadcast you can also support on patreon with a monthly micro donation to be able to help continue the ongoing evolution of the project and the content that we are creating here as a team be sure to follow me at instagram at mystic spider-man skull babylon on youtube if you haven't already yet and as always thank you so much for doing everything you do and for continuing to carry the shift where you are so for everybody here join me in saying thank you once again and good night and make some noise and send some love add in some animal wolf howls or whatever you want to do and sending all that love to all the people tuned into this so good job team we are doing this there is hope it is happening <laughs> 
Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you again, everyone. We'll see you in the future. Much love. Be sure to check out more of her work through the link in the